that it he's is. had the belt that long. Yeah, wow. it's true. He is uh, he is the heart and soul of the UK brand. They have really strapped the rocket to his back, as they say, um, to build this brand and build up its credibility. So, um, you know, I think the time is coming when they'll be once they take the belt on him i think he's going to the main roster so i think that that's what they're waiting for is when's the right time to put him on the main roster what's the sure. right story for him who's the right opponent for him and yeah. is he is nxt uk going to be okay once he's gone because it is still a fledgling brand so yep. um, i think they're just trying to make sure that's all established which is why he has this really extended title reign um but he came to the ring and he kept it real simple he picked up a microphone he said give me walter he dropped microphone. He left. So very simple, very effective. Um, Give me what I want. Give me what I want. <laughs> Give me what I want. <laughs> or whatever, you know. Uh, so that was the end of that promo. Did not get an answer from Johnny Saint yet at this point in the show. Um, Eddie Dennis made his return to NXT UK TV to take on Legero. Had a pretty good match. Um, you know, pretty typical high flyer versus monster heel match, uh, but very well executed. Uh, Eddie Dennis did get the win in impressive fashion. Uh, Legero has been building up a lot of credibility with a lot of wins in the past eight weeks or so. Uh, so Eddie Dennis making a bit of a statement there. I'm just not a fan of Dennis, and it's really, I hate to make it superficial. But he is a very, very strong monster heel that looks lanky and ridiculous. And that alone is why I don't like him. So, just how I feel. Just how I feel. Uh, Can't change your feelings. Then we had a tag team match. Stoker and Howley, known as Pretty Deadly, um, taking on a new tag team of Primate and Wild Boar, collectively known as The Hunt. Uh, Which is a badass name for two animal-based <laughs> characters. Yeah. Yes, this match was totally cartoonish and ridiculous, but I love that. As it should this be. This is professional wrestling. <laughs> we should we should have some cartoonish, silly fun, and seeing a guy named Primate bounce his uh, fists off the mat as he runs into a corner clothesline repeatedly uh, is definitely fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, so the Hunt did get a decisive victory over Pretty Deadly, as expected. So we'll see what kind of plans they have for the Hunt. Wow. We have a new interesting tag team on the scene. <laughs> uh, after that, Cassius Ono made his NXT UK did, debut. Did he wear pants? He did not. Oh, no. Uh, the thighs were in full force. Oh, God. Uh, his hairy Swiss cheese <laughs> thighs are so disgusting. Pretty sure he has varicose veins. Too, oh, so he does. Better. He really does. Uh, but regardless of that, he is quite... Wear a- pants, please. <laughs> regardless of his thighs, he is quite a good wrestler. Uh, and him and Ashton Smith, uh, who was getting his second TV match of the month after a long absence. So good to see him on TV again. The fans nice. seem to like him. Very nice. Uh, very good match. I really liked it a lot. Uh, it was, you know, Ono has this bi- this brawler style uh, that also has a lot of technical and a lot of hard strikes. You know, he is known as the knockout artist for a reason. And Ashton Smith is a smaller, younger, athletic type guy uh, who was the baby face in peril for most of this match. So this was a pretty good match. Um, this is actually one of the Ono matches I've liked more in recent months. Nice. Um, so I was really happy with what he did. Um, he did get the win. And then afterward kind of brought, you know, he had when he had debuted, when he had made his first appearance, he actually got a good crowd reaction here. So the, the British fans were happy to see him. I know people love him, but my I've only seen him in two matches and both were just dog shit. Mm, yeah. one, and one was against Walter, who I now like because yes. I saw a good match with Walter. Yes. But the first match I saw with Walter, the first proper match, 
was him versus Ono, and it, it was yeah, it was it was painfully slow. It looked yeah. awkward. I it mean, did, a brawler and, versus brawler match is really yeah. they don't suit everybody's taste. Yeah. They don't suit mine either. Yeah. Um, it's just that was really and a they stylistic didn't even, they didn't thing. do what Walter's best at, which is the chest chops. Yes, it's I true. think there was maybe one in there in the entire. And match. It was on his back, and yeah. he was wearing a shirt, so it was, he couldn't it was hear. Just anything, awkward. So. Yeah, yeah those those weren't my cup of tea either. Um, you know, if I was grading it as objectively as possible, I thought it was a good match, but because it's not my cup of tea to see two brawlers have a brawler style match where there's just no high spots and yeah. no good strikes or anything. Yeah. It's just not the style I like. Yeah. Um, but Cassius Ono, I mean, he's got a great reputation for a reason. Uh, he's been around for a long time. He's a veteran presence that NXT UK can use, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, the core guy in NXT UK is 25 years old. So they could use some veteran energy over yeah. there to provide some guidance to these younger guys. Yeah, bring that average up a little bit. Yeah, that's what Ono was in NXT. He was just kind of the guy that maintained enough credibility that he could put over the young rising stars in NXT. And that's what he was for a while. And that looks like the role he's going to have in NXT UK. Yep. Um, so the fans were happy to see him. He got a great reception. Um, I almost wondered, like, is he not going to be a heel here because he was being received so well? Yeah. Um, but he quickly put those hopes, those uh, fears to rest, I should say. Uh, after he defeated Ashton Smith, he offered him a hand and helped him up and was going to bring him to the back and then hit him with a rolling elbow, <laughs> 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 making the fans boo the guy that they were cheering when he came <gasps> to the ring. How dare you? Uh, so Cassius Ono will clearly have the same role he had in NXT. He will be a mid-card heel uh, who is a veteran who will work with younger guys and, when necessary, put over younger guys that they want to push so good role for him good spot for him hey um, he's getting a paycheck yeah. uh and then in the main event of the night big strong boy tyler bait was in action uh against james drake um tyler bait's amazing and i just don't even know how to dis- i don't know how you describe tyler bait i mean if you haven't if you've seen him before he's a hard person to describe to anyone who hasn't seen him before <laughs> because he's a very unique athlete he is He's a short guy who doesn't look very big, but he's ridiculously powerful. He has insane athleticism. He's insanely technically gifted, uh, and he's very young. I think he's 22, 21. Wow. He's wow. very young. Uh, he dro- Yeah, I mean. I'm always kind of jealous of these guys that get in real young. Yeah. Because they just, they have everything there for them. Yeah. They they got the youth to work through their early mistakes and to become something phenomenal down the line. You know? Yeah. And Whereas the guys in, that get in later on, they, they have more trouble because yeah. they don't have as much time to become the character they want to mm. be. Yeah. And Tyler Bates, a guy that's already been the UK champion. He was the one that Pete Dunn took the title from him. He was the champion at 19. And when Pete Dunn took the title from wow. him. Um, so he's an extraordinarily talented guy. I mean, I've just never, this is another guy. I say this about I, the Irish ace, Jordan Devlin. I've never seen a match of his I didn't like. And that continues yeah. to be true for Tyler Bates. He's so technically give, he There's something new in every one of his matches. There's something I haven't seen him do before every time he wrestles, which is really crazy. Um, He's just, he's strong. He's technically gifted. He can grapple like nobody's business. Um, Just a fantastic, fantastic overall athlete. I can't believe it. Um, So he was able to get the win with uh, a corkscrew off the top rope. Never seen Bate do that. Again, <laughs> he just brings something new every time he wrestles. He is a true craftsman of this trade. Awesome. Uh, I fucking love Tyler Bate. I just can't wait until he gets involved in the main roster, too. Uh, so great match. Um, but I did give this a seven and a half. Um, just because I don't love Eddie Dennis. The Hunt versus Stoker and Halley was fine. Not great. Um, ono versus Ashton Smith was fun. And Tyler Bate was amazing. Um, so it all averages out to a seven and a half, a solid yeah. C plus. See, that's how I feel about pretty much every NXT UK match that I watch, an episode that I watch. I feel like it's good, not great. 
Yeah, yeah, it's just very it's, common for me. It, it just feels like it's missing something. Where NXT, yeah. regularly pushes the envelope to a nine, ten, somewhere in that realm. Um, SmackDown eight, nine, somewhere in that realm. Two five live with my limited experience. Bar's pretty set, pretty high, but yeah. it's up in the upper nines regularly. Um, UK, it just seems to fall short. It's not raw bad by any means. Yeah. Um, it, I've never seen a, a, an episode of NXT UK that was like a two. Mm. It's always consistently like six, seven, eight, somewhere in that range. Yeah, it's like the Bengals, you know? It's How just, dare you? It's just average to How above dare average. You? How dare you insult a premier mark? franchise? <laughs> <laughs> Go Bengals. It's basically the Bengals. Uh, yeah. We I have mean, AJ Green. <laughs> and they have Tyler Bate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, basically, yeah, I feel the same way. I think, I think, because it's such a new brand, they're kind of finding their footing and trying to strike the right balance between putting on good matches and telling stories. I think with 205 Live, you're talking about fantastic in-ring product, maybe the best overall in-ring product of all the shows, but they don't really tell stories at all. Nah. Um, then nah. you've got uh, you know NXT US, which is the closest in format to NXT UK, and that they try to blend both and rotate through the talent, but there's just so much more talent in NXT. Yeah. Um, so very, I think very overloaded. I think when NXT UK, I mean NXT UK Takeover Black. Pool was a fantastic show, so they have it in them. Uh, and the in-ring product is solidly good. It's not 205 Live good, but it's good every week. Um, but they need to get a little deeper into the storytelling. Um, yeah. I think that they're, I think they're doing well with Dunn versus Walter so far. Um, well, actually, we don't know that yet because they haven't done anything. But I think they're going to do well. <laughs> I feel confident that in the future Spoiler. they're going to do well. Uh, I'm I'm happy with what they've done with Rhea Ripley. I thought her and Tony Storm had a good feud, so they did some good storytelling there. Um, but they do need to work on that. So I think that they need deeper plot lines. Um, yep. And you know, if they can intersperse some good stories with the wrestling that's already solid that they do have, I think that they can get better. But they are a brand new brand, so we've got to yep. cut them some slack for now. And Rhea Ripley. I just watched a match with you. Fucking good. Love Rhea Ripley. Fucking good. I've been, pre- I've been banging Great. the table for Rhea Ripley since we started this show. And we missed her. And I will continue. She was in Columbus. I, we missed her. And we missed her. Thanks to him. The tickets uh, cost $24. You know, it was the first time she ever saw snow when she was here. $24. The first time she ever How saw snow. possible? <laughs> Doesn't she live she's in from, Europe? She's from Australia. She's from Australia. And she, her. But she lives in Europe. Her, only, she? her full-time home is in Orlando. So she's from Australia. She came to the U.S. for the Mae Young Classic, which is how she got signed with WWE. So she was in Orlando for that. And then she got signed to the NXT UK brand, and she hasn't been there for a winter, really. Wow. Um, So she had never seen snow before she came right here to Columbus. And uh, WWE Performance Center posted a video of her first experience with snow. And it will ruin her character if you see it, because she's adorable. (laughs) Uh, So maybe don't watch it just for that. But if you also want to see her being adorable, that's a good place to go to see her. Seeing her first snow right here in Columbus. Hopefully she also went to a Blue Jackets game because uh, uh, yeah. we're about to get into the playoffs and not choke. Yeah. I Thanks, think we, Bruins. I think we could use an enforcer. Uh, maybe Rhea Ripley. <laughs> yeah, get her on the her ice. There. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, all these 190-pound uh, <laughs> hockey players may have trouble with her. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just a reminder here. Uh, if you need to take an intermission and pause the episode, we understand. Um, but we are going to jump right into the following week. Uh, which is now up to date uh, for the show Um, just because we had to do a lot of catch up and it just wasn't worth doing two separate episodes and then doing all the editing for two separate episodes. We apologize, but we think it'll be worth it. I I think this show has been pretty fun so far. So um, 
I, I'm feeling pretty fresh still. We're probably going to run out of camera here pretty soon here, and we'll probably have to take a break, so there'll be an awkward cut at some point. Um, but stay tuned. Uh, everything will get back on pace, and uh, we'll wrap up the show here. So we have uh, March 25th Raw. Um, this one I was much less high on. Uh, and, and I was much more high on. Wow. So <laughs> once again. We just can't line up on Raw. Very, very uh, <laughs> opposed on the Raw presence there. Um, again, uh, feel free to jump in if I miss anything that uh, wasn't on the Hulu cut. Um, uh, but we had the, uh, beat the clock challenge versus riot squad announced. Um, we had a little Rhonda promo, uh, where she was heavy booze, by the way, heavy, being, very heavy booze, heavy booze and heavy. And not, we want Becky, chance not because she was, she was a villain, too. but because she's Rhonda. <laughs> um, a lot of, she was drowned out with, we want Becky, chance she was, point too. she was doing the very awkward and one more thing, you know, yeah. and one more thing yeah. and one more thing. And she just kept one more thing. Yeah. <laughs> For those who have you watched the Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan Adventures, yeah, Adventures yeah. Show. Uncle, yeah. Uncle's his name, right? Yeah, yeah. One I think. more one thing. One more thing. <laughs> um, she was doing that the entire time, and she kept dropping the mic or throwing down the mic, and then picking it back up to go one more thing. Don't drop the mic if you're going to one more thing me. She had to slide the cover back onto it because it broke off one of the times she dropped it. It looked ridiculous. Yeah, and I put in the in my notes, what did that mic ever do to you? <laughs> and by the way, she broke kayfabe again by saying, oh, let's just get this started. It's probably one of your BS gimmicks anyway. So she's still yeah. harping on the rest of Again, it's deal. just a snowball of just, just cringeworthy kayfabe lame. breaking. It's okay once in a while to add emotion to something. It's just, it's yeah, too much. It's too much. Especially leading up to WrestleMania. It's just, mm-hmm. again, ruining all the momentum that you have going forward um and then of course the riot squad is just completely shit upon um we should note when the man was coming to the ring that she got a huge pop boston was really hot for the man yeah i mean i was when ronda was cutting her promo a lot of irish people in boston (laughs) big surprise (laughs) the irish uh when ronda was cutting her promo she was getting drowned out with we want becky chance and then when becky came out she got a huge pop biggest pop of the night yep uh and gave a pretty good promo where she did mock the one more thing one more thing deal which was hilarious uh and then of course charlotte came to the ring and cut a promo no one cares about uh and yeah the man ended up winning so ronda rousey um defeated sarah logan in a minute 25 yeah and Um, this before we get into this so fucking disrespectful to the riot squad if the riot squad had any cred left as potential good villains for future women's wrestling opponents it's completely gone mm-hmm. now. They just have nothing. Even R- Ruby Riot should not be just completely shit upon, mm-hmm. you know. It, it maybe make her goons shit upon a little bit and live and, mm-hmm. you know, Sarah Logan. But don't make Leave Ruby Riot the the leader of the group just completely shit upon, mm-hmm. you know, without <laughs> they're literally just sacrificial lambs. We're saying we're going to kick your ass so bad yeah. that we're actually going to make it a time challenge yeah. to see who can pin Who's you the gonna fastest. Who's going to lose the fastest? It's just so shitty. Yeah. It, it served no purpose. I, yeah. I just there was no there was no they got nothing for winning it either. Nothing. So it was nothing. just it's just beat the riot say, squad hey, as bad look at as me. possible. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of sucks. That did suck. Um Rhonda set the bar quickly. Yeah. With minute a, 25, she beat yeah. Sarah Logan, who did hang in there briefly after attempting to flee at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, then it was Charlotte and Ruby Riot. Ruby hung in there yeah. until I've, So I guess technically Ruby didn't lose because yeah. the timer went out first. She got bridged into the figure eight, so she was probably about it, to tap. It still didn't look good. Yeah. yeah, it still didn't look good. And then the man went against Liv Morgan, which was hard for me to watch. Um <laughs> 
because I love them both, and yeah. uh, they should know there's plenty of me to go around. Um, First Randy, but. now this. <laughs> Please control your erection, sir. Hey, I'm in sweatpants. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so the man was able to get a roll-up pinning combination on Liv. Uh, Becky Lynch gets the best time, and the man continues to ride the wave of fan support, and uh, basically Raw did exactly what you would expect it to do. The man stands tall. And uh, totally delegitimizes the Riot Squad, which kind of sucks. At least they made it on TV this week. We've been complaining about how there's not enough villains in the women's division (laughs) beyond Charlotte Flair Mm. and definitely beyond Nia Jax. Mm. And uh, this doesn't help things. Uh, Yeah. Next up, we had Baba Lashley versus Finn Balor. Um this time in a handicap match with uh, Ginger Mahal helping out Bobby Lashley. Ugh. Now, I like Bobby Lashley a lot more than you do. Yes. Uh, mostly because of his outrageous bubble muscles and because I like it when he destroys Leo Rush in anger. However, that one time, Ginger Mahal fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's got everything else going for him, but yeah. he fucking sucks. I already in the find ring. Lashley insanely boring. This was like the worst possible person they could put him with. Yeah. And it's. It's just doubled down on the ultra boringness. Yeah. It's, it's just annoying. I just, it's the worst team up you could possibly imagine. And I don't even understand why they're teaming up. Mm. There's no reason for yeah. Ginger Mahal to team up with Bobby Lashley, other than he hasn't been doing much Needs lately. He's a TV paycheck, I guess. Um, but Balor showed up and did his thing, which is pretty cool. Yeah, he did everything he could to he, make it he, fun. He, he, he tried, tried to, to carry it. He salvaged to the match a little bit, uh, but overall, it was just shitty. Uh, and again, Balor wins by not pinning Bobby Lashley, which is again annoying the fuck out of me. Because yeah. again, they're I guess they're trying to protect yeah. Bobby Lashley. Right. Yeah, but because they want him. What's there to protect? <laughs> he hasn't built anything yet. Yeah, they just want him to. You know, they got a match at Mania, so they've got to protect it. <sighs> I guess. <laughs> I just eh. maybe because I'm a fan fanboy for Balor, but I just I don't. I would like to see Lashley vanquished and then I don't, released. I don't mind it. <laughs> I don't mind seeing them go back and forth with the titles and the pins and the wins and whatnot. But I don't like this thing where we're dancing around it the entire mm. time where Finn hasn't pinned him once. Yeah. And this entire skirmish, including when he got the championship belt. Yeah, well, it they're, just, they're trying to build up those Lashley just, blue balls. It just, you know? <laughs> well, nothing's coming. Sorry, sorry to ruin the parade. That's a dry hose right there. Yeah, it's more like you're stepping on the balls. Yeah, just stop yeah. stepping on them. Yeah, it's like uh, what the the humane way to like neuter a goat. Yeah, where they put the rubber bands on there until yes. it eventually dies and falls <laughs> off. That's that's what we're getting. That's not yes. blue balls. That's yeah. that's dead, cold, just rotting ball sack. That's Raw's whole mid card <laughs> for me every week. <laughs> um. But yeah, the Singh brothers were uh, entertaining. As always, and love the Singh brothers. Again, Finn pretty much took out all of them, plus uh, Jinder Mahal, which was necessary. Yep. <laughs> and with the three uh, count with the coup de grace on the modern day Maharaja. Yeah. And uh, I did enjoy Lashley raging out at the end, but now it's so formulaic because he does it literally every time they have any kind of match. Mm. He just has to rage out against somebody. 
which is appropriate, but it's been done literally every week. I did enjoy that Jinder Mahal got to uh, have an extended entrance to the ring so I could listen to his banger theme song <laughs> for a good solid two full minutes. It, so that was especially a with the uh, Singh brothers on each side, yeah. you know. Yeah, that was a highlight for me. All right, yeah, all right. Uh, I don't give it that much credit, but you know, <laughs> teach their own. Next up, we had uh, another McIntyre promo. Um, wait, wait, I must interject. Oh. Hulu yeah, cut strikes cut. again. <laughs> what do we have, brother? Okay, so first of all, Elias was selling his concert in New York City again. Pretty typical stuff from Elias. Charming, self-involved, thinks more of himself than others do. Just typical awesome Elias stuff. As and you then expect. we had a match between Blackishay and The Revival. Fuck! Yeah. They cut Blackishay versus The Revival? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And And I I hated hated this raw. I hated this raw. And I actually that might have redeemed it for me. Yeah, I actually wrote down it was the thing I liked most about this raw for my (laughs) score, which might be why my score was so much higher than yours. I Uh, think Hulu is the decisive factor in all this. They have no respect for the revival. Is the problem? (laughs) All right, it's very true. They are the raw tag team champions. I could have skipped Ginger Mahal versus Finn Balor (laughs) as much as I love Finn. Yeah, that's outrageous. But there was a match between Black and Shea and the Revival. It started out a little sloppy, but they uh, it ended up getting really good as it went on. Uh, it wasn't a super long match, but there were a couple of good sequences in there. And just, can I just say, I say this about a small handful of performers. I say it about the Irish Ace, Jordan Devlin. I say it about Tyler Bate. Um, the Revival can't wrestle for more than five minutes without me being entertained. That's I, That's just 100%. entertainment rate. I love the Revival. They're so good. I like that. (laughs) I think they're very good. Their tandem offense is phenomenal. Their character work is phenomenal. I liked when they were up against Glorious every week because, honestly, I think they work against each other very well. And I've got a lot of experience working with them. Personally, I like Glorious a little bit better. I know you don't, but I do. This is why the revival gets cut from Hulu because of disrespectful, <laughs> snot nosed, filthy casuals like this. All right? This is the problem. Anyway, uh, good match. Uh, Blackishay, this was a non title match. Blackishay got the win. Um, Alistair Black hit a double black mass on Dawson and Wilder, which was pretty cool. You didn't get to see it. Damn it. Uh, and then uh, Come Ricochet on, Hulu. followed that up with a 630 for the pin. So, Hulu! Not a very long match, but very entertaining. Killing me. Love the revival. So, yeah. <sighs> Proceed. Damn it. <laughs> Having missed that. I cut my favorite NXT and It was guys. a double black mask, too. He hit, it, he hit it on both of them at once. It was awesome. Damn it, man. So. Hulu. Hulu. Get Come your on. shit together. Come on. It's, it's a slog otherwise. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? All right. Fine. Fine. Very uncool. Hulu. Hulu's fine. It's fine. Uh, but back to the McIntyre promo. Um, some of my notes for it. it again, kayfabe issues. Just very too much. It's dead. Too much. I just wrote down. Like, stop killing my kayfabe. It's 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 dead. It's ruining the storylines. It's really cringeworthy when it's not executed for a good reason. More cancer references. Uh, Thank you, Vince. The, calling him Joe. Joe. It's just it's confusing because there's a Samoa Joe. Yes. <laughs> As opposed to this, which is a Samoan named Joe. <laughs> it's, just, it's very awkward a different samoan joe yeah that's not samoa joe yep and then uh roman confronts him and then uh mcintyre promptly beats the shit out of him uh he goes low 
Excuse me. He, he does. He neuters the big dog. Which is there will be no more little dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, and then uh, Dean Ambrose and his anger challenges McIntyre to a last man standing match again, uh, just so McIntyre can continue to wreak havoc on the Shield. Mm-hmm. And Dean Ambrose continues his putting everyone over before I leave tour. So thank you, Dean, for your service. Dean, what a pro. <laughs> Uh, appreciate you. I like having the crazy Dean back, yeah, as opposed to the just self righteous Dean, yes. which was what we got when he has I like championship belt. I like this aloof, not giving a shit Dean, except giving a shit when you mess with his friends, which is you know, we all know people like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Appreciate it. It's easy to root for somebody when they're fighting for something. Yes, other than just nothing. Yes, yes. It's like I'm a babyface because for his brothers. I'm a babyface. Yes. It's much more endearing when you're fighting for someone else. Because the fans cheer for me. Take note, writers. Uh, next up, we had uh, Sasha versus Natalia. It's boss time! And uh, it was fine. I thought it was good. I liked uh, it a lot. I thought it was pretty fine. I liked it it's a lot. Pretty, it was fine. For the length of the match, I thought it was. I thought they got the most out of those minutes. Yeah. I, the match, I think, went like six or seven minutes, and I felt like they really milked those six and seven minutes for what yeah, they had. For what they had, it was, it was fine. And I really liked this, this spot where Sasha went up on, was thrown up onto the apron when Natalia was on the outside. She spun through right into Arana into the barricade. That was a sweet spot. So yeah. That's the kind of stuff Sasha always pulls out in her singles matches that yeah. I really enjoy. I like this match. It was, it was pretty good. Uh, for what it was. And then, uh, of course, again, Nia Jax and Tamina interrupt everything. Always. Because that's the script every fucking week. Every week. Just like the Bobby Lashley raging out on whoever makes him lose every week. But this um, time, the Glamazon showed up and made it very fun. That's That was my, <laughs> next, my next note there. Beth Phoenix, the Glamazon, came out and showed her fucking stuff, man. Yeah. She still got She's it. She's a beast. She can fucking lift some people. She did people. the fireman's carry on Nia Jax. It yeah. looked like she could have carried her for a while. Yeah, she was, she was pulling some big, heavy lifting moves. Yeah. And I was very impressed. She was showing she still got it's it. It's like, damn, son. Damn. She I, probably can't do it 200 matches a year, yeah. but... It was impressive. Boy, Edge, be care- treat her right, because I feel <laughs> like she could break you. <laughs> probably. That's probably the case. Uh, next up, we had uh, the next edition of the Kurt Angle uh, goodbye tour. Um, we had Kurt Angle come out, uh, talk about some stuff. Um, and Baron Corbin, of course, comes out and is savage. As usual. More of his wonderful mwah, douche healing. Yep. Just love it. Yep. It's quintessential douchebag Baron Corbin. He's a very polarizing figure in the internet wrestling community, but I just want to be clear that I love the fact that he generates real old school heel heat because no yep. one does it anymore. Even the best yep. heels in the company. Samoa Joe is probably the best heel in the company, but they don't boo him because they he's so him. good at it. <laughs> they but cheer him. They chant his name as he comes good. to the ring. He has no heat, even yeah. though he's a fantastic heel. Corbin isn't as good a heel as Joe, but yeah. he generates real heat yep. and that counts for something and um kind of a spoiler for what we talk about next week on ne- the next episode but again baron corbin has one of the coolest fucking moves ever he has the deep six he has an amazing fucking awesome his move set he's got the deep six the end of days and yeah. he's got the choke really slam cool. backbreaker too yeah. which i love also he's got an awesome move he's set. got awesome moves yeah his move awesome. set is fantastic i really wish yeah. that they would you know 
give him a character that yeah. would if he was be a little more relevant yeah there's something about a guy in business casual hitting those moves that yeah, kind of takes away from them just doesn't work yeah um great move set he's though. not one of my favorites he's not the manager of raw anymore he doesn't have to wear the yeah. suit he's just not the constable give him something else yeah. um uh, but yeah badass moves uh next up we had another moment of bliss um we had some more of this snl skit stuff uh where we had braun Strowman going raw don't like dorks <laughs> don't like funny dorks from snl and then some really really poorly delivered lines from the snl guys mm-hmm. that were clearly reading off cue cards mm-hmm. like you can always see it on SNL. Clearly written by WWE cue cards. Too. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not good cue cards. Yeah. And like, this is like all, it's always been noticeable on SNL for anybody that's been a fan of SNL in the past. But the current guys that do it are just so bad about not hiding the fact that they're reading the cards. And I think it's part of the cast problem that they kind of want to surprise them and try to get them to laugh, you know, on accident or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the problem is you can literally see their eyes darting back and forth when the camera's too close to them. Mm. And this entire thing was right <laughs> up against their face. So you were just seeing their eyes dart back and forth as they're trying to keep up with the cue cards. And it's just, it's real obvious it, that it wasn't delivered well. It was just really cringeworthy all around. You know, I like... Yeah, I know you're uh, sick of Braun, but I, I like when Braun's being the big, dumb, strong guy because that's what he is. Mm. Uh, I don't like when I he's, don't like when he's talking. Though. I don't like when he's going up in <laughs> title matches against you know Brock Lesnar. Mm. I would much rather have him be the big, dumb, strong guy who murders everyone. Um, but this this whole skit thing is just it's, it's so bad. bad. It's bad. It's just Vince's again. I have to blame Vince McMahon because his obsession with any celebrities that are non wrestling celebrities just yeah. makes him put way too much time yeah. and investment into these kinds of stupid storylines. And let's face it, SNL is kind of dead. Yeah, it's SNL hasn't been seriously relevant in probably ten years plus. I mean, <clears throat> who's the last big name to come out of SNL? It's probably. 10 years ago ish yeah uh, there's there's don't even know there's yeah don't know there's there's andy sandberg i guess kind yeah, andy of sandberg did all but right. he's he's his movies all kind of sucked mm. <laughs> and that's why he's on a tv show brooklyn 99 though yeah that he's on cold. brooklyn 99 and that's about it yeah that's the best yeah. thing he's done <laughs> yeah. lonely island i guess yes yeah, lonely island too. but again that's like a decade old now so you know <laughs> Um, yeah, this whole thing was so cringeworthy and unwatchable. I just wrote in all caps, underlined with an exclamation point, the word terrible. Yeah, uh, I I could not hardly sit through this. I, was this was bad. as close as I've come to just shutting off Raw for a few minutes that I've had yeah. in a long time. But Alexa's great. Alexa's great. And she was actually pretty funny at the end there where she was talking to Braun and pretending like she couldn't do something. Yes. And she's like, oh, I can totally do it because she's a villain and yeah. she doesn't give a shit. Alexa is such uh, a phenomenal speaker. She's so good with a microphone that, yep. you know, these Moment of Bliss segments have been so poorly written, but she's carried them to respectability. Yeah. With her. And I feel like her hosting WrestleMania is her, her reward for this Moment of Bliss purgatory she's been in so yeah i'm very glad that they gave that to her because she deserves it with how good a speaker yeah. she I is i think she's gonna because, be great at wrestlemania yeah i, I so honestly too. do i was so stoked when i'm so glad it's not some host. random celebrity or yeah. kim kardashian she's or anything. she's in the top three best speakers in the company for yeah me. she's fantastic but um, but the big substantive thing that came out of this segment was that Che and joe's will be in the andre the giant memorial battle royal at wrestlemania because reasons. stupid okay fine whatever uh we don't need this thank you 
We don't need the SNL guys on wrestling at all. At all. If you want to have them on a TV program one week, just for the fuck of it, fine. But not for WrestleMania. No. Not for three weeks leading up to WrestleMania. No, I can't deal with this. I can't wait for it to be over. Uh, I feel like this is probably where I missed something, but uh, next I got Seth Rollins. Oh, no. So Corbin... So Corbin, so Corbin uh, clearly set up a special intro for himself with the ring announcer because he was introduced as former Golden Gloves champion, former U.S. champion, former yep. Money in the Bank winner, former acting general manager, Baron Corbin. Which he continues into the next week. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Fantastic. Uh, uh, I laughed so hard with that he's intro. He's so good at being a weasel. He's such a dick. <laughs> uh, so he had a rematch with Apollo Crews because Apollo Crews rolled him up last week as we covered earlier in this super show. Yep. Uh, this time, Corbin did get the win back with a Aww. clean win with the end of days. Poor Apollo. Uh, yeah, poor Apollo, but it was definitely much needed because you can't just have Corbin yeah. jobbing to Apollo Crews <laughs> right before WrestleMania. So got yeah. his win back in uh, decisive fashion. Nice, nice. Uh, and I'm always happy when Apollo Crews gets some time, even if, yeah. even if Hulu cuts it. Been on TV a couple weeks in a row now, so that's good. Nice. Very talented guy. Yeah. Should use him. Uh, next up, I had Seth Rollins <laughs> uh, coming out. Uh, and then and Paul Heyman, of course, being the maestro he is, talking yes. about how we're sending thoughts, thoughts and, prayers. and prayers. I know your generation. You want thoughts and you want prayers. <laughs> uh, Fantastic. I, I don't know if Paul Heyman writes his own stuff, but if he does, he has a heavy hand in it. Yeah, he's yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah, he's actually involved in writing a lot of the scripts for everybody. I mean, he's yep. involved in the creative so. And, I'm sure uh, he wrote. I'm sure he wrote the bulk of that. Yeah, it's just excellent. And then I love. He just it. gets wrestling. He I, gets it he's, so deep. He embodies what we need more yeah, of the yeah. the kind of comedic side that just yeah. isn't played into enough. I want half a dozen more for of him. I want yeah. one for Oscar. I want one of yeah. him for Andrade. <laughs> Although he's got Zelina Vega at least, but there's some people I just really want to put a Paul Heyman with. Yeah, that would absolutely. Just so enhance them. It's so good. Uh, and then they ended the whole. Uh, promo skit there where uh seth rollins comes up and yes. uh threatens threatens paul, paul heyman and he has the instant cowardice <laughs> collapses <laughs> to the floor and starts like i'm sorry i'm sorry it was all brock's idea it was all brock's idea yeah, i think you're gonna win at wrestlemania i hope you win <laughs> oh he's so, so good. good he looked genuinely so terrified he's and he so sounded good. like a scared man he's so he good. sounded like a guy that was fearing for his life in that moment it was so perfect <laughs> and then to uh, top it off, we had Kurt Angle coming out to the You Suck chance, but everybody's pointing yes. at Paul Heyman. It's so yeah, good. It's a little bit of trolling it from old so Kurt. It was so perfect. Oh, it was so great. Perfect. It was great. That was, that was one of the best parts of the night. Yeah. But uh, then that led into the uh, Kurt Angle versus Samoa Joe match, again, for the uh, Kurt Angle farewell tour. Yeah, and, and your uh, version got cut down. It did get cut down. The best parts. Which sucked. Yeah. And I didn't even realize it got cut down, but yeah. it did. Joe cut a promo on his way to the ring. It was a fantastic promo. Um, those who are familiar with their TNA work will know that they have TNA now impact work. Know that they have a history from TNA. Um, they worked. They had a long rivalry that was very storied. 
Um, and so they are super tight. And this was obviously another one of Kurt's handpicked opponents that he wanted to go with one last time. Yeah. Um, as Joe was coming to the ring and cutting this promo, you know, his typical Joe stuff. He's going to put you to sleep. He's going to end your career, all that kind of stuff. You're not yeah. going to make it to WrestleMania. Typical Joe stuff. But there was a lot more emotion in Joe's voice that I was picking up on, which I think was just the emotion of the moment that he was channeling into his character's promo. Yeah. Um, so really good stuff from Joe. And, and the Joe, match itself got Joe's so good on the mic. He is. And, I, I'm, I'm pissed I missed it. And he showed how good he is in the ring too because the match got cut down a lot on hulu too yeah. but, joe, but even the stuff i saw was pretty yeah. solid joe mostly on the match. back of joe yeah. yeah joe carried this match to respectability i was really impressed with joe it's not it's not a skill that i've seen him demonstrate a lot because i haven't really seen him wrestle people that are in a position where they're not able to carry their weight yeah um so i never knew that joe was there are some wrestlers who are very good at pulling out a good performance out of anybody yep. and then there are some who are not very good at that mm-hmm. you know like charlotte flair comes to mind one of the best female wrestlers on planet Earth, if you put her with a bad opponent, it's going to be a bad match. Yeah. She just does not pull the good performances out of people. It's true. Um, so I, I expected not very much here, but Joe was selling so hard and throwing yeah. himself into he those made, He made suplexes. Kurt Angle look really good, which and, is awesome. Something yeah. he needed, because up to this point, it's been really rough, especially yeah. that Gable match where they were he just couldn't bend over to do yeah. this, the wrestling And sweeps. he just kept control of the offense, so he was doing the bulk of the offense, so he was, you know, all Angle had to do was stay in the corner for a little bit. All Angle had to do was you know, hit the mat and stay on the mat and sell for a little bit. So, yeah. he, so he was making sure Angle didn't have to lo- do very much while still a lot was happening. Yeah. So this ended up being a pretty good match and definitely the best match that Kurt Angle has had in a long time. Yeah, for sure. No doubt about it. Um, but in the end, of course, Kurt Angle gets the the win in the end on Samoa Joel up. Yeah. That's as always. As always. You got Joe. He's a roll. He's a roly poly. That's four in a row. Four times in a row he that he's can wrestled. Do so much he's high flying. He can jump over ropes, but <laughs> yeah. he can't deal with getting rolled up. Uh, yeah. Um, he's got a very glaring weakness. Uh, <laughs> I would hope that Rey Mysterio is studying some tape yeah. because uh, it really stands out on Rolly tape. Rolly <laughs> um, Although I don't know if uh, Rey Mysterio has the size to roll him up. Yeah. That's although he got he got one, too, when we were there. He rolled, he rolled it's Joe, true. too. Everybody, everybody gets one. Everybody gets one. <laughs> See if he can make it two for two, and then he murders you. But yes, you know that's, that's beside the point. Sleep afterwards. Is it worth it? At least you get the. Dub. Is it worth it to die? You get the dub. Yeah. Right? Uh, what matters is the dub. Maybe I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, main event: uh, Dean Ambrose versus McIntyre, part two. Oh, um, don't forget the Triple H promo. Oh, was there a Triple H promo? Oh, come on! It got we, cut for th- me. I no, think. that one we saw. Remember, he referenced the Spi- Spice Girls. He pulled out the letter from Batista. I'll tell you what you want, what you really, really want. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yes. Yeah, hit it. So Triple H promo uh, came out to address Batista again and respond to his various demands. He also... Um, <laughs> like, it's funny that he sent a lawyer's letter uh, yeah, <laughs> for I, his I, demands. Well, I don't know. If he tri- already gave you what you want. I don't know if Triple H is, was high, but uh, <laughs> he was making a lot of, like, really silly jokes yeah. and... They were funny, but I've just never seen Triple H like that. Yeah, like, he was little, being silly. It's a little weird. Like, he kept making jokes. Yeah. Like, he just kept going back to them. Um, it's basically like when uh, DC tried to copy Marvel and be silly and goofy yeah. after they established them as dark and gritty, and it just yeah, it it was didn't just, work. It was odd. I mean, they were yeah, funny it was, jokes. It's just they did not fit the, this, this rivalry. This yeah. rivalry was supposed to be... A blood feud. This yeah. is supposed to be a blood feud. You, you. A couple weeks ago, you're talking about how you were with Richard Fleer when he buried.
buried his dead child, yeah. and Batista assaulted Richard Fleer, and now you're making now Spice, a Spice Girls, Girls joke. Yeah. It's just it doesn't fit the narrative of this rivalry. Yeah. I think so I blocked it. Out I thought of it was memory. a very odd creative was, decision to it make was him weird. so silly like this. It was weird. It was bad. Um, bad timing. Bad placement. Yeah, yeah, and typical with Triple H rambling, just way too many words, just saying the same thing 97 times. It's, I mean, that's just a Triple H promo. That's but all his promos. I like hearing him talk. I mean, his delivery is good. It's just that every Triple H promo, he repeats the same thing 97 times. That's true. Every single time. It's it's what old men do. So. <laughs> Especially when you've had a lot of head injuries. You well, just you just kind of repeat yourself. Well, yeah. You can't remember what you said 10 seconds ago. Just just keep booking NXT like a god and I forgive <laughs> you. Uh, so ultimately, the result of this match, reading Dave Batista's letter from his lawyer, was that he will uh, adhere to Batista's demand that if Batista is victorious at WrestleMania, that will be the end of Triple H's in-ring career. So it'll be <gasps> a career on the line, no holds bar match. And of course, we know Batista's retiring regardless. So. Does this mean you're uh, rooting for Batista? I was always rooting for Batista, <laughs> but now I'm doubly rooting for Batista. Wow. <laughs> Look, I love Triple wow. H. I love Triple H, but he's too fucking old. He needs to be done. His matches are almost as unwatchable as The Undertaker at this point. Not nearly as gassed as The Undertaker. He's got a lot more on the tank than Taker does. But every old man Triple H match that I've watched has just been slow, plotting, painful, taking up so much pay-per-view time. It's going to happen at WrestleMania again. I can feel it. It's going to go over 20 mm. minutes. Uh, over under predictions. And the, last, and the last time that he wrestled was at... Crown Jewel in the tag team match, DX versus Brothers of Destruction. He tore his peck 30 seconds into the match. I mean, he's too old. He can't do this. So he just needs to stop or else we're going to have to keep watching 30-minute old man yeah. matches. He's going to so, turn himself into Kurt Angle. I, I love the guy. I don't mean to disrespect him, but he's got to stop wrestling. And uh, yeah, I will be rooting for Batista, even though I think there's a point zero one percent. I do love him as an executive, though. Yeah. And as an executive character. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me too. Me perfect too. role for him. Nobody loves NXT more than me, and that is his baby. Cerebral so, assassin at work. Just yeah. stop wrestling, though. Stay in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> and then to, uh, to Baron Corbin, we say the opposite. Get yes, out of the suit, out please. Of the suit and please get out of the suit. <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, as we mentioned earlier, the Dean Ambrose versus McIntyre, uh, part two. And uh, once again, we get plenty of eye gouging from McIntyre. Um, however, this match was much less entertaining for me than the last time they fought each other, uh, just because um, McIntyre just can't stop fucking crouching. <laughs> he crouched constantly during this match. And again, I love Dean Ambrose, don't get me wrong, but if he's not wit going up against a fast-paced guy like Samoa Joe or something, it's just... He doesn't pull out the best anything hmm. for me. I, he just, as a wrestler, he falls kind of flat. When he's with Shield, it's fucking awesome because they can do all their awesome, you know, tag team moves and you know, uh, you know, stable moves together, and it works really well. When he's selling his character as the kind of crazy guy of the group, uh, great for promos, uh, awesome on the mic. But he's just he hasn't been doing it for me as a wrestler and quite a while and honestly i I found it kind of unbearable when he had the belt because not only was his character neutered but his wrestling wasn't all that great mm -hmm. for all the title defense that was a really bad title reign yeah that was really bad it was pretty rough and i it's probably a big reason why he didn't isn't staying with the company mm. i'd imagine um but I, it was pretty weak for me yeah so, we uh we disagree in this main event yeah. um which we did the last time that drew and dean had yeah, a i wasn't high on the last time yeah, either the false count anywhere match yeah um i was also much higher on that one i was higher on this one too um i 
my major complaint was just that 10 minutes is not long enough for a last man standing match. (laughs) A last man standing match cannot be done in eight to 10 minutes at a high level. Um, But I thought grading on a curve, understanding that they are doing what's supposed to be one of the longest form matches that there are in a standard eight to 10 minute amount of time. Mm. um, I think they really pulled out a pretty good match considering those circumstances, which were just impossible conditions to try to make something happen. Um, So judging within those parameters, I thought it was pretty good. I liked it a lot. Um, I thought the throwing Dean through the table at the end was a good way to finish it and hitting him with the claymore. Um, yeah, it had a nice ending, just like the last one. The mm. ending was pretty awesome, but up to that point, I was just kind of bored mm. out of my mind. Yeah, well, I like that. I like that main event. Um, that kind of helped save the show a little bit for me because between Blackishay and Revival having Which the match, and I didn't the, get, and then the main <laughs> event, everything in between Revival's match and the main event was just mostly not very good to me, with the exception of Paul Heyman. Um, and Sasha and Natalia. So just looking at my notes, I wrote down that I liked Black Shane Revival. I liked the Rollins and Heyman promo, mostly because of Heyman, not so much because of Rollins. Yep. I love Sasha and Natalia. Um, it was a pretty good match. Uh, again, with the amount of time they were given, uh, I think they did a lot with it. I think that's an example of Sasha's ability to kind of just make chicken soup out of chicken shit. Uh, <laughs> yep. Loved Elias, as always. Um, but I wrote down... Oh, yeah, and I wrote down Samoa Joe did an amazing job, both with his mic work going against Kurt Angle and carrying that match solely yep. on his shoulders to a good match. Um, so all of those things I liked, but everything else I didn't like. But that's a lot more things than I usually like about Raw. So I gave it a 7 out of 10 for the week, which is a solid C-. minus. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't give it a passing grade. Um, I, I I liked aspects of the show. Um, I liked Finn Balor going all out to beat up the Singh brothers and Jinder Mahal, um, even though the match itself was pretty boring. Um, I, I hated how much they've been disrespecting the Riot Squad and their efforts to push this, you know, Becky, Charlotte, you know, Ronda thing for literally no reason there's just no reason for it other than to have them do something today Mm -hmm. um and to me that's not a good enough excuse to have them out there um especially when we're this close to wrestlemania um i did like the beth phoenix showing off uh after the uh sasha natalia match you know i disagree with you a little bit on the that match because i didn't enjoy it quite as much as you did but um i did enjoy beth phoenix getting to show off a little bit there um, I thought the Kurt Angle stuff was actually pretty good this time around. Uh, not only was this match pretty entertaining, largely because of Joe, but so were the promos uh, with Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle and, uh, you know, Joe and all that stuff. Paul Heyman's, you know, masterclass, of course. So it has some redeeming features for me. But overall, I just I had to give it a five out of ten. You know, it's it was right in the middle of the, the scale for me i didn't i was so meh on most of the show that it just i couldn't give it anything better than a five um and that's what i felt about it and again we're a little bit opposed although mm. two points isn't so yeah, far off it's not as drastic as the other one yeah the other <laughs> one is like a two and a seven or something like that that's a pretty big difference mm. there uh next up we have smackdown for the 26th of march there we have the opening with new day coming out um I did notice there was a crowd member right front and center with a nickelback shirt. So uh props to you for being bold, for being strong willed, for not caving to the popular culture. Mm-hmm. You, sir, are not fickle. Live your truth. You, sir, are not impotent. Live your truth. And I respect that. <laughs> uh <laughs> we had uh basically New Day come out, um uh, 
uh, talking about obviously how they deserve to have Kofi in the main match and all this and that and how Vince keeps screwing them over and they've earned it several times over and they've pinned Daniel Bryan and this and that and, and they then, threatened to quit uh, they did they say they're walking it sounded like they were about to walk and then uh Vince and Daniel Bryan um both make appearances oh you got to quit you got to quit huh you got to quit b plus <laughs> b plus uh and basically, Vince comes out trying to egg them on and see if they actually would, which he knew they wouldn't. And then Daniel Bryan is in the background kind of yes. going, yeah! Peter Gallery, yeah! yeah! Get a boss! Yeah! Get a boss! And Vince is like, shut up! Yes. There was a uh, very good Vince, shut up! <laughs> which is excellent. It's excellent. Uh, although I love the Planets Champion. How dare you, <laughs> you impotent son of a bitch. Uh, but yeah, I, I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yes, I thought it was a great yeah, intro to the show. Good. It set the tone pretty well. And then he announced that Kofi's chances were done. Mm. Yeah, no more chances for you. You could just go to the back and get a soda or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Big E and uh, Xavier Woods would have to defend his honor yes. in a tag team gauntlet match. Another gauntlet match. Because, let's face it, we needed them to have something to do for I a love week. these gauntlet matches, but fine. this is too many gauntlet matches. But to be fair, they're it's pretty so good. Many they've been they're, pre- they're, they're very been pretty good. good. They've so been pretty good. Many of them. It's, 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 I, it's very true. Dan has an excellent point, but they're very good. It's like three gallons of chocolate ice cream. At some point, you start throwing up, all right? Uh, so, yeah, that basically set the tone for the rest of the night, and that would be the main event later in the night. Of course, I would struggle to pay attention because of the outrage that I was feeling, but we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah, this was bullshit. Next up, uh, I'm just declaring this right now. Uh, I was very angry. Of course, I was late to the party, but apparently this made everybody pissed off. And I got a everybody, just about that. Everybody was raging, and y- I'm sure you got a rant. I have a, I rant. Have a rant. I'm going right off the, the, the base of my tongue here, but uh, yeah. So we get an Asuka versus Charlotte Flair match for the SmackDown Women's title. For the title, out of uh, nowhere. Unannounced? Precursor Why? to this. Uh, Asuka has been perennially just disrespected this entire time uh they clearly had no idea what to do with her once she got the title and i would argue Um, for almost a year now by the way and she has been off camera for most of this time yeah uh doing basically you know blackout wrestles or wrestles blackout fights matches and uh like house shows but not actually doing she's been champ for two months she's had one title defense yeah the the most the most attention she got was when she was uh, wrestling. Uh, it was Charlotte Flair on a house show, right? Yeah. And then Becky Lynch interrupted to yeah. try and beat her up or yeah. something. She's just and Asuka was just in the background. She was just a filler she for was the there. Charlotte-Becky feud. Now, if you're not familiar, Asuka is probably the best in-ring wrestler, in my opinion, on the SmackDown roster right we now. We agree on something. I think she's the best female wrestler in the world, personally. But She's fucking awesome. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Charlotte's right there, but yeah. Asuka is just But Asuka makes people better, where she's Charlotte doesn't. That's I totally true. agree That's with true. you on that yes. point. Yes. Charlotte cannot make people better. Yeah. Asuka makes everybody else look good. I enjoyed Mandy she, Rose for the first exactly, time ever in Fastlane. She, she made Mandy Rose look good. <laughs> Asuka is an amazing wrestler, and even though she's limited uh, 
by her language mm-hmm. and her proficiency in English, she sells so hard when she does get the mic mm-hmm. that she's still really entertaining. Yeah, her facial um, expressions and her emotional yeah, expression, it comes through. She sells through, 110% no and yeah. it works. She tells more of a story with a facial expression than a lot of people do with the whole promo. <laughs> it's true. And um, basically, they made Asuka an excuse to give Charlotte Flair some credit because she was literally shoehorned into this whole storyline with Becky Lynch and Ronda. And again, this is just an example of why I'm starting to hate Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair, not because of their characters or because of uh, their wrestling. I hate them because they are devouring, their their storyline is literally devouring the shows and just making everybody else on the rosters just look bad. And it's just taking up too much time. It's wasting everybody's patience. It, it It's clear that Becky had a huge, strong foundation, and there's a good reason for that. But she has endured this long under all of this bullshit that's been surrounding the whole storyline. But this is this was the ultimate insult to me, not only for the women's division, not only for Asuka, not only for SmackDown in general, to have Charlotte Flair just show up and take your belt. And yeah. now, now both... They were supposed to have an actual number yes. one contenders match that they scrapped to just give Charlotte a title shot. And now... Both belts are going to be carried by somebody after WrestleMania, which means one show's not going to have their fucking belt. Well, we don't know that yet. Oh, please. We don't know It's if fucking. That's what's going to happen. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Uh, and uh, it sucks because it was an incredible match. Fantastic. They, yeah. They're yeah. two top talents for a reason. Yeah. The match itself was incredible. It's kind of how I felt with the Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston uh, ruining the KO mm. match because mm-hmm. the KO Daniel Bryan match was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. It was awesome, and it got kind of ruined—not a lot, but a little bit—by the focus on Kofi was, yeah. and people were chanting Kofi the whole time, ignoring the actual match until mm-hmm. finally they're like, "Oh shit, this is really good. We should pay attention." Mm-hmm. That's what this felt like. Yeah, and. They we have such incredible chemistry. I mean, yeah. this is the only the second time they've met. They were at WrestleMania last year. And they and were that awesome. was a banger at WrestleMania. Awesome too. match. They, they just it's like they just they seamlessly just transition. They yeah. work so well together. They it just was, feed off each other it was perfectly. Awesome. Awesome match. It was incredible. Great moves all around. Um really the best example of what the women's wrestling division can be and should be mm-hmm. more often than not. Um big problems with the match though. Two commercial breaks. Not one. Yeah. Two commercial breaks yeah. during Asuka's match with Charlotte Flair, and they end the match by giving the belt to fucking Charlotte Flair mm. so that she can have a title and have some kind of legitimacy going into WrestleMania, mm-hmm. which is just a fucking waste. A waste mm-hmm. of Asuka's talent. It's a waste of Charlotte's talent. It's a waste of your writing staff. It's a it's just mm-hmm. a complete waste to have Charlotte Flair shoehorned into this thing. And it's just it's so cringeworthy. Fuck you, Vince, assuming you are the one responsible for this. Why do you hate the Japanese? Uh, it's really sickening. It's pissing. It's, really it's Sh- Shinsuke's been disrespected for, what, three months now? He's getting jobbers' entrances. He's on probably the most awkward tag team of all time with Rusev Day. And now Asuka, who is the fucking title holder, just gets shit upon for two months straight mm. and then loses the title so that Charlotte Flair can have an excuse to have... A, a you know a legitimate role in this fucking stupid feud that has gone way too long and just doesn't hold water anymore. Mm. My rant's over. Proceed. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to echo a lot of the things you just said. Uh, 
I have a couple of points to make about this, and the first one is the major one that you touched on already, which is now you've now sacrificed the entire SmackDown women's division and the entire Raw women's division to one match at WrestleMania. And I understand it's the first ever women's main event. I understand it's the biggest women's wrestling match in history. I understand that. But this, it's not so big that you should have sacrificed your entire women's roster across the entire main roster to building up the hype for this match. And that's all this was. This was just, you know, this match is pretty big. It's already the main event. It's already the three biggest stars we have. It's already for the Raw Women's title. What more do you fucking have to do? if we just throw another title in there, it'll be even bigger, though. And that is the logic that is going on here. Well, you know what else would make it bigger? Make it a hair versus hair versus hair match. Put it, make it a ladder match. Make it a tables match. Make it a TLC match. Put the titles on a pole and make them climb the pole. And whoever climbs the pole gets the titles. You can do all kinds of retarded things to make this a bigger match. And this yeah. is one of them. Yeah. And well done. Uh, secondly, you're taking the title off of Asuka 12 days before WrestleMania. And by the way, there's a 0% chance this was the plan until the day that this was taped. Ugh. Because they were, they, were, they were advertising, WWE was advertising on its Twitter and on its other social media pages, a fatal four-way number one contenders match. The winner would face Asuka at WrestleMania. They scrubbed all of their social media profiles of these announcements surrounding this match. They had promos already cut. It was clearly a last-minute decision. It was Just... clearly the day of, or maybe the last minute, maybe literally the last minute before they went live on the air. They just decided this, and Vince McMahon was in town. Gee, what a coincidence! The uh, disrespect so it was is clearly just... total chaos booking, flying by the seat of the the seat of their pants as usual. Thirdly, you're now ensuring. So let's talk about the women's revolution and the first ever women's main event at WrestleMania. You're now going to ensure that because both women's titles will be defended in one match, that of the 17 matches projected to be on the card, three will be women's matches. Three. Okay? Three out of 17. Let me tell you something, Stephanie, inventor of women's wrestling. Your women's revolutioning wrong when you have three matches on the 17-match card that are women's matches. And you just devoured one of the matches. And only two of them are likely going to be on the main show because the Women's Battle Royal will be on the pre-show almost certainly. So you're going to have two matches in a a five-hour main show that will be women's matches. So awful. Next, nextly, Asuka's championship reign. And I can expand this out to Asuka's entire year since WrestleMania last year. During her championship reign, she had one marquee win. One, which is when she tapped Becky out at the Royal Rumble. That is the only win of any significance in three months as champion that, that she has had. And if we go back even further to last year at WrestleMania, where she lost to Charlotte, and that was appropriate for her to lose to Charlotte at that event. They yep. needed to end her undefeated streak somewhere. That was the right place to do it. But what did they follow that up with? They put her in a feud with Carmella. That involved James Ellsworth repeatedly wily coyoting Asuka out of her title yeah. shots. They put him in a shark cage at Extreme Rules. They did that was the dumbest feud maybe I've ever seen when Asuka Ugh. kept getting jerked around so by Carmella awful. and James Ellsworth over the title for months. And then what did they follow that up with? They put Asuka in a ridiculous, nonsensical tag team with Naomi for God knows no what reason. reason. They had like Four tag team matches, and they never, they didn't stick around for the women's tag title. Nope. There was no point for it to exist at all. None. And then what did they do? And then they decided, oh, we need, we better get the SmackDown Women's Championship off of Becky, so let's give it to Asuka, mm-hmm. which they couldn't even have Asuka win fair and square, by the way. No. Nope. They couldn't have her, you know, the Empress of Tomorrow, who had the longest undefeated streak in women's wrestling history. They couldn't have her just win the championship cleanly. Nope. No. They had to have Ronda come in when Charlotte and Becky were the ones that were about to win, so Asuka was the one lying 
lying on the outside of the ring at TLC. Just chilling. While Charlotte and Becky were fighting for the title in the ring and were both about to get it. And then Ronda came in, threw them both off the ladder, and then Asuka snuck up there and won. So even her first actual main roster title win was totally dirty and she didn't earn it in the, in the match. So contest. shitty. Yeah. Nextly, next point. Then she had the whole Benny Hill thing with Mandy Rose this yeah, entire time. and then time. just continued that. Yep. And next thing, we talk about Roman Reigns and how overpushed he is. Let me just give you one statistic. Roman Reigns in his career has four championships. His title reigns have totaled 182 days. Charlotte Flair, who came to the main roster in 2015, so we're talking under four years right now. Yep. Eight title <laughs> reigns. Which is a record, by the way. This was the record setter. She broke Trish Stratus's record by getting this title win. 417 days. So overpushed Roman Reigns. Four titles, 182 days. Charlotte Flair, eight titles, 417 days. Charlotte Flair is great. I don't want to take anything away from Charlotte Flair. She's a great character. She's great on the mic. She's a great person. She's awesome in the ring. She's a great leader in the locker room. Yep. I get all that. But. This is this is just too much, and you're devouring your own here. You're hurting the brand. You're yeah. hurting, you know, just everything about it sucks. You now have and it's, it's disappointing. It's just it's yeah. really devastatingly disappointing because you kind of have hope. You have the booking already set. <clears throat> you have amazing, amazing talent in the yeah. ring, and <laughs> not only in the entirety of the WWE, but in the women's division specifically. Yeah, outrageous talent. And it's just all being wasted on this one storyline and just because we want to indoctrinate Charlotte Flair into mm. everything. Yeah. And it's it's unnecessary. We could do so many more things with Charlotte Flair that would be far more interesting and be, you know, much less of a waste of time for everybody involved. Yeah. So now Asuka's gonna be in the pre show jobber battle battle royal with the likes of Carmella and Lana. She's going to be in the match that Lana is in on the pre-show uh, when she was your champion as of a week ago uh, because of this complete spur-of-the-moment decision. It's kind of devastating. I just can't believe right. that this is the same show that handles its women's division. the way. If you look at the men's division, you've had good feuds for the WWE Championship between AJ and Shinsuke Nakamura, between yeah. AJ and Samoa Joe, between AJ and uh, Daniel Bryan, now Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston. You've had Mustafa Ali get into a championship match. You've had Kevin Owens. You can rotate this talent through. Yes. You and have... You, you a should challenge and you, you should can rotate these people yes. in and keep a bunch of people looking like formidable contenders that can challenge at any time. Yes. Randy Orton can challenge for the title at any time. You've booked him that way. You mm-hmm. can throw him into a title feud tomorrow and it will be legitimate. You yep. can throw Andrade into a title feud tomorrow. It will be legitimate. You can throw yeah. Rey Mysterio into a title feud tomorrow. Absolutely. It will be legitimate. You've got a whole and you are. bench. You've got a <laughs> deep bench of talent that you've been rotating and keeping everybody looking strong so that everybody can Absolutely. tend so that you can keep feuds fresh. Yeah, and no yet, doubt. Somehow, you've managed to bury your entire women's roster for three people. And now one of them is likely leaving after WrestleMania in Ronda. So you're going to have two people on your women's roster now. Two people that are real championship material now that you've buried Asuka along with everybody else. And one's going to have both fucking titles. Titles. Yeah, it's 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 kind of sickening. Yeah. It sucks. It's disappointing. It's kind of disgusting. And it's I don't know. Yeah, I, if we haven't conveyed our disappointment enough, yeah. And I'm pretty sure most of the fan base, if not all the fan base, feels a similar way. Um, it's just it's devastating for fans. It it clearly doesn't seem like the actual wrestlers are happy about it either. It seemed like there was a lot of kind of you know, subtle, yeah, kickback from the the actual wrestlers who seem to be tweeting a lot. You know, out of character. Yeah, there were some comments. How in shitty light of this. and kind of 
just how much bullshit was being flung. Because not only what you did to Asuka, but what you did to the four women who were supposed to have a number one contenders match that yeah. night. And all of them got yep. just got scrapped from TV yep. and just got swept just away. Just screwed over everybody. Um, they lost their spotlight. They lost their place. Yeah, And the one that was going to win lost her WrestleMania title match. It's just just awful. Just like Asuka lost her WrestleMania title match. Just awful. Um, uh, that's great all. match, though. It was a great, great match. match. Again, a huge distraction. We had two fucking commercial breaks, and we had the controversy at the end. And the whole point of the match was just wasted. It was an awesome match. I would have rather had this match at fucking WrestleMania for the for the SmackDown title. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's we what you could have just had Becky Ronda and Charlotte Asuka, and we would yeah. have had more women's matches. And it would have been, been fucking been great. amazing. Yeah. And it would have been fucking amazing. Yep. And you wasted it. So easy. You wasted. It would have been so easy. You could have had both titles on the line at WrestleMania mm-hmm. with the top tier talents. In the women's division, mm-hmm. you know, outside of Boston Hug, because they're in the tag team division, and you you fucking wasted, mm-hmm. you wasted, yep. And it's would have it, been so easy. It's disgusting. It's just it's such an easy path to success, and you just intentionally don't take it, Damn. and it's deliberately last second, no reason, just don't take it, and it's it's a bad call. And I, you know, I'm done. I'm done. It makes me upset. Yeah. I don't want to talk about yeah. it anymore. Yeah, I'm done too. Uh. But I do highly recommend anybody listening out there, please show, whether it's through social media or through written letters or whatever you show your distaste for this. Because Vince, to his credit, does occasionally listen to fans if the outcry is strong enough. Mm. If he hears it at WrestleMania, if he hears it or sees it on the signs, if he sees you know the social media blowing up constantly, uh, if he gets fan letters saying, hey, what the fuck, dude? Who knows? Maybe he might listen. Uh, next up, we had, uh, Kurt Angle, uh, go out versus, uh, AJ Styles again for the, uh, farewell tour. Uh, pretty good, uh, little, uh, job there. But, uh, of course, Randy Orton interrupts the match with, with the a, RKO out, out of, of nowhere, nowhere. <laughs> out of nowhere, RKO. Um, and much fun was had by all. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah, angle stood tall. Got the worst angle slam of all time on Randy, though. I'm kind of worried that Randy might have gotten hurt there because <laughs> angle absolutely did not get him up yeah, at all, and it yeah. was really, really bad. The poor guys. He's, yeah, he's so done. This is he's gonna so done. If he doesn't get a break, which again, spoiler alert for next week, I think there's a reason why certain things happen, mm-hmm. and I think it's because they wanted to give him a break before WrestleMania because mm-hmm. clearly mm-hmm. this little farewell tour is not going well on his body. <laughs> um. But we continue to build the AJ Randy feud, and that is one of the matches I'm most looking forward to at yeah. WrestleMania. I Two think that's awesome be, wrestlers. That's be we great. got a little taste of it at our live yes. SmackDown yeah. on a blackout match after 205 be, Live. It's, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be good. And by the way, I hate the indies Randy is best Randy, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we had another Miz promo um, where they basically announced that the, they would have a Falls Count Anywhere match. Um, <laughs> Shane McMahon came out with his host of security, uh, including kind of jobbers and mm. whatnot, uh, to defend him in case the Miz went on a little rampage there. And then Sanity for some reason. Yeah, Sanity was there. Why? They just they were there. I haven't seen you on TV in months, and now you're they they got Sh- paid. Sure, Shane they're not McMahon's complaining. Goons. Yeah. How does that fit Sanity's characters to be a rich dad's goons? Just don't it's it's weird. Understand. 
But uh, again, Miz just selling his anger so well. Yes. He decimates everybody. Yes. Decimates the security, decimates sanity, just fucking wrecks house. And this is awesome. I've never seen Miz like this, and I'm I'm fucking loving it. Because usually he's the goofy villain. Mm. You know, he's the self-righteous, goofy yeah. villain that's all about vanity yeah, and really stuff. he's never had a baby face but that I know of. But now that he's, like, ha- has a legitimate fucking reason mm. that's almost as real as you can make it in wrestling, like... It's fucking awesome. I yeah. I fucking wondered for years what babyface Miz would be like, and sure enough, he's awesome at that. He's, like he's, he's awesome at everything. He's else. awesome, 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 awesome. And uh, I did put in my notes. I enjoyed how Shane was just subtly kind of peeking out and kind of mm. like slowly yes. backing into the <laughs> arena as he saw Miz maintaining just a safe distance. destroy everybody. <laughs> uh, but and Shane McMahon, great at the promo. Yes, uh, once again called Mr. Miz, Mr. Potato Face, which yeah. is just great. And Shane O'Mac, much like his father, plays a great villain. So he does. Uh, he does. Credit to him. Credit to all involved. Uh, poor sanity, uh, getting disrespected. But uh, yeah. hey, at least we got to see him. Yeah, they're out of catering for once. <laughs> uh, next up, we had uh, New Day uh, begin the uh, gauntlet match here, which took up pretty much the entire show. Um, really enjoyed uh, pretty much all of it, except for uh, Gallus and Anderson. You know, the Bullet Club came out just mm. to get squashed yeah. immediately, yeah. which is disappointing, and it's probably a big reason why they're leaving. Uh, and I don't blame them. Uh, but yeah, they got squashed. Or, to be fair, it may be the reverse. The fact that they're leaving is why they got squashed. Also possible, but it didn't, they, like weren't, they weren't even now. on TV yeah. when they weren't leaving. Yeah, so. that's true. It was jobber duty. Yeah. Pulled up. But again, they made it out of catering. So hey! a, lot of, a lot of people made it out of catering hey, tonight. Someone saw you. <laughs> so that was cool. Uh, so they got squashed right away. Um, I do have to say, Xavier Woods doesn't get to actually wrestle very often, and he does a great job when he mm, does. Yeah, I want to give Xavier Woods some credit. Big E, of course, steals the show because he's the big, giant, strong guy, uh, and uh, he's just a great dancer. Mm, absolutely, <laughs> uh, oozing charisma. But Xavier Woods deserves a lot of credit for a yeah. guy that barely ever wrestles, like other than just being part of the pile that gets jumped on in the mm. end. He's he's an awesome wrestler. Yeah, he's all a, three of the New Day guys yeah. are just really underrated individually because yeah. of how popular they are as a gimmick collectively. Yeah, you just forget that all three of these guys are really good at wrestling. And this was a new side of New Day. They were fucking serious. They were ready. They were, they were to all fucking clean house. Yeah, they, they didn't care what they had to do. They were gonna do they were this there for their brother. They, they were gonna do this for Kofi. And again. This is how you make a, a baby face great. You make them fight for something other than themselves. Mm-hmm. And seeing those two fight for Kofi. Yeah. As great as Kofi's gauntlet matches have been up to this point, I think it was more emotional for me seeing those two fight mm. for him. Yeah. Rather than Kofi fighting for himself. Yeah. That made it more emotionally involved for me and why I actually enjoyed this a lot more than Kofi's gauntlet yeah. matches. Not because Kofi was bad, but because there was more emotional stake to it yeah. to, for me. That's friendship story. Yeah. Bond of brotherhood. You could really feel it. And again, because they really feel that way about each other. Cred- so, it, so they're yeah. able to bring that into the product in a Absolutely. way that's palpable. Yeah. And again, credit to the SmackDown writing crew. They were fucking, they're just, they're wizards. Yeah. Compared to the Raw guys, they're just fucking wizards. It is. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, I got to admit, I was 
half watching most of this because I yeah. was so enraged about Asuka. So I, I was going to have to I, carry the brunt. I of the literally had to here. pause it and take a break after the Asuka yeah. thing. I literally I took like an hour break and went and ate something and then yeah. came back. But, yeah, I wish I had done um, that because I know that this was really good, but I was half watching it because yeah. I was so fucking angry. <laughs> yeah. Once I had cooled down, I just had blood vessels it, it, bursting. It did eye, help me out, so I could only half watch. And, and I was still raging after this whole thing was over. So, uh, but yeah, I. They put on a great match. Big E and Xavier Woods are awesome. Uh, then uh, Shinsuke and Rusev Day came out again. Naka Rusev. Uh, yeah. They had a really great match with those two. Um, however, they just continued to disrespect <laughs> Shinsuke. Shinsuke eats the pin, and it's just... I've, it sucks. They are wasting Rusev Day and Shinsuke so poorly. And they're not, they shouldn't be on a tag team together. Mm, yeah. You blame Shinsuke for hurting your fucking wife and then you join him and now suddenly you're buddies. It fucking sucks. And these are two, these guys going into WrestleMania last year were two of the most over guys on the roster. They're amazing. They were so they're over. They're amazing. The fans with Rusev Day were going crazy. The fans loved Shinsuke. Both of those guys got some of the biggest crowd reactions in the company going to WrestleMania last year. It is, yeah. it is, stunning incompetence that yeah. these guys have plummeted to this point right yeah. now it's just it's I, I, in less than a year i can hardly believe it i can't i kind of can't wait for the shake-up because honestly if they don't send them to raw or do something to get them out of this overloaded group in smackdown i honestly i think that's the problem i think there's just too much talent specifically mm-hmm. in the men's portion mm-hmm. of smackdown and they just need to spread them out a little bit because the guys that should be shining aren't even getting a shot mm-hmm. and i think raw kind of needs the influx of talent especially with guys like Dean Ambrose leaving. Um, and let's face it, Raw's cast just kind of sucks. Maybe if Seth wins at WrestleMania, yeah. these would be a couple good he- heels to throw into the mix. Yeah, Shinsuke's amazing. Rusev Day's am- amazing. They shouldn't be on a tag team together, mm. period. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, again, great match uh, by those guys. Then we had New Day versus The Bar. Um, it was It was pretty good. Uh, I didn't enjoy the, this version of the bar as much as I did the Kofi gauntlet match. Um, it was clear that everybody was winded. <laughs> you know, Big E especially looked like he was dying. Yeah, he was sure. dying. That dude is not built for cardio. No, he is not. No. He does not do cardio. Uh, as impressive as he, he was throughout lifts. the match. Yeah, <laughs> and even the bar was looking winded, doing some of the stuff they were doing. And um, you know, Cesaro went to do a spin and just. He he just didn't have the mm. same type of energy. He did like one rotation, and then it was just like, okay, <laughs> uh, I'm a little done. Um, everybody looked tired. Everybody looked winded. Um, and then they got the roll up pin. Um, however, I did like seeing uh, after they got pinned, uh, they smashed Biggie through a table. Yeah, while they were yeah, I saw that. they were raging out yeah. uh, about being pinned, and uh, mm-hmm. that was a great villain move. It's yeah. always it's always fun to watch. Yeah, typical bully heel stuff. Again, there. stepping up the ante. Yeah, uh, chips are really down at this point. Yeah, and then the SmackDown tag champs make yep. their way to the ring. Ooh, souls! I gotta say, yep. this was one of the best moments on SmackDown yeah. this again year for me. Adding to the emotion, not only just are Biggie and Xavier Woods fighting for their brother, um, fighting for their their best friend to have his moment to shine after all these years of just being kind of looked over because he's part of their group, because they're seen collectively as just a bunch of clowns and mm-hmm. n- nothing respectable. The emotion was at an all-time high for me, and mm-hmm. then the Usos came out, and you're like, 
okay, are they, aren't they? Are they going to just like kind of put a weak effort forward or disqualify themselves? Yeah, I was or, curious what was going to no, happen, But no, they just straight up forfeit, and it was awesome. A great, it great, was awesome. they cut a great promo about it, too. You know, they came out looking hyped up like they were ready to take these guys down. Yeah, and you're they like, sold oh, God, it really they're well. Just, they're going to like, kill them. Fuck, then, I didn't, uh, I was, I uh, legitimately, I was yeah. like, Fuck, they got I'm me. Gonna kill I them. figured they were gonna do something to disqualify themselves on purpose. Yeah, but then uh, they came out like fucking yeah. ready, and I was like, "Oh man!" And that was as usual from and, the Usos. Yeah. A powerful, powerful promo. And yeah. if you know the history of the Usos in the New Day, they go back years. They've had many classic battles over the years where they've just taken each other to the limit, and uh, they put on some of the best tag team matches SmackDown has seen in years. And so there's a long history there. These guys are like brothers in real life. Um, and you know, just thinking about some of the racial undertones of this whole story and how this was another way that it kind of subtly culminated and surfaced without being directly acknowledged. Um, just everything about this was powerful and emotional and fantastic storytelling. Again, I just... I can't believe that the same people that write for SmackDown write for Raw. How is this possible? This is great. This is high level wrestling storytelling. This is the highest level wrestling yeah. storytelling. This it was amazing right here. Such a beautiful touch. Outstanding. Beautiful. Um, and then we had the Planet's Champion raging about yes. how they made it through. <laughs> Daniel Bryan is so good as a villain. Again, <laughs> fully admit I was completely wrong. I thought it was going to suck. I di- I wasn't into it when he switched to a villain again. Mm. And you fucking convinced oh, yeah. me, and you were completely I right. Dan the, the man was 100% right on this. <laughs> I fucking love it. Oh, I Probably love it more so than much. you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. You've really uh, become obsessed with it now. It's I like, yeah, it. I knew it was awesome, but you just simmered down, all when right? The belt, <laughs> the belt was what just pushed it over the edge for me. I love the fucking belt. Goodbye, Daisy. Oh, uh, it's so good. <laughs> so good. Uh, but Daniel Bryan and Rowan come out to be the last match of the gauntlet. And... uh Again, Xavier Woods looked fucking great. He was pulling off awesome moves. He was getting a ton of spotlight. Again, Big E was looking pretty winded, you know, <laughs> for these last few matches. Uh, but Xavier Woods came out looking great. And mm. again, the guy barely gets a chance to really shine most mm. of the time. Most of the time, it's Kofi and Big E mm. in the ring, and then he's kind of the trumpet guy in the background supporting yeah. them. I mean, no. in this case, he's doing a gauntlet match with a power lifter, so he really yeah. was called on to carry the load, yeah. and he did. <laughs> he, he did an awesome job. Uh, and I, I loved how they, the end of the match by basically trapping yes. Rowan with a table. Very creative. Very uh, creative. so he gets counted out uh-huh. and that with the announce table nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was excellent. A, a biggie flips very, the table on him, runs stuff. back into the ring so he can be counted yeah, out. Love it. Great ending. Super emotional. You see Kofi sprinting out, yes. jumping onto oh, his, yeah. his, his buddies there. This and, would have been a yeah. tears of joy moment for me if yeah. I wasn't so angry. And I did love how they kept cutting the shots of the ever-growing yeah. you know, cast crowd in the back, yeah. you know, watching the TV of the baby faces. And then they and all came course, to the ring. Of course, I love Dozer in there going, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they all came to the ring. All the faces came yeah. to the ring, led by Kevin Owens, yeah. who was the first one out. It was awesome. It was just great. It was awesome. Great. Was great, great moment. It might be... Genuine joy from everyone. We'll see what happens the rest of the year, but for me... As a single emotional moment, specifically with the emotion that the New Day guys carried mm-hmm. for Kofi, mm-hmm. fighting for their best friend, for their brother, for their teammate, yep. that was probably the highlight of the year for me yeah. um, as a storyline or yeah. as an emotion so far. So far, for 2019, you know, my match of the year is the 205 Live match, mm-hmm. um, but as far as the actual moment goes... The that- Charlotte Asuka match is in the running there. 
by the way. Yeah, that so match was awesome too. That. Uh, that's definitely up there. Um, but again, that emotional high point for me so yeah. far. That was it. Yeah. Not not the Kofi, you know, going through the gauntlet, seeing his brothers mm-hmm. fight for him. Yes. And yep. then seeing the jubilation on everybody's yes. face when they actually yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, against all odds, and that's when wrestling is at its best. Absolutely. And I fucking loved it. Yeah. And it just sucks that I was weighed down by how much they just crushed Oscar. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of weight and a lot of what would be good vibes for this match got dropped because of how badly they disrespected Asuka mm-hmm. and disrespected the women's division as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, in the end, I had to dock at points as great as the SmackDown was otherwise. And yeah. it really was legitimately great. Great matches, great emotional highs. But for what they did to Asuka, I gave it a seven. Yeah. And it's it's lucky to have gotten that because it was really pulled by the sheer amount of greatness that was in this episode yeah uh, it's funny i gave it the exact same score of a seven for the exact same reason and i wrote i just wrote down that you know if i'm counting my outrage and how bad that booking decision was then it's a seven but if i am to take out the badness of the booking decision and just look at it as a product as a in isolation uh, then i would have given it probably a nine nine and a half it was that good um, I would I would have straight up given it a ten. The promos were fantastic. Yep. Fantastic. Oscar Charlotte was my favorite women's match of the year so yep. far. Um, the gauntlet match was fantastic. The emotional weight of everything that happened towards the end. It was just yep. the treatment of Oscar has to drag it down, and it drags it yep. down two full letter grades from what would be an A show to yep. a C show, no doubt. <laughs> um, so there you have it for SmackDown uh, again. Because I've been busy with all the catching up and uh, editing, I still haven't gotten the last episode out just yet as we're recording this. Uh, <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out all at once. Um, I didn't get to NXT or NXT UK or uh, 205 Live this week, so why don't you run us through it? Sure. So NXT opened up with the first promo between Adam Cole, baby, and Johnny Wrestling to hype up their coming NXT TakeOver New York main event, which I am predicting will be the 2019 match of the year. Wow. Uh, I am predicting that already, and I am fairly confident in that because Johnny TakeOver delivers, as this guy will see very soon. We'll see. Uh, Two this, five live match is pretty fucking amazing. It was very good. So was Asuka and Charlotte. It was. Damn. Johnny Wrestling is on another level, my friend. Uh, so when they first came in, when the two guys first came out, there were long competing chants, which you did see with the yeah, crowd at full I did sale watch this portion. of Johnny wrestling, Adam Cole, yeah. Johnny wrestling, Adam Cole. That and they just for, let him go. They just forever. let him go. They just, Johnny, Rus- time. <laughs> Johnny wrestling just took a seat in the turnbuckle and he just let him go. And it yeah. was awesome. And then finally Adam Cole being the, uh, amazing Mike heel that he is told the fans cheering for him stop cheering for me i don't give a shit about your support i'm just gonna go with this title and i don't need you yeah uh so good stuff uh johnny wrestling cut a promo sort of explaining how he's gotten to this point and his whole career and his contributions to nxt which was yep. good stuff obviously it was pretty generic baby face type stuff i i As fight for expect. the fans because they cheer for me you know They're like um, okay whatever yeah Thanks. i wasn't 100 sure if johnny was I'm going for back you to... but i don't care <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wasn't 100 sure if johnny was going back to his white meat baby face character because he kind of had a heel who thought he was a hero character which is a great dynamic for months which was really interesting yep. um but i guess with the ch- 
Champa injury, since they can't really continue that anymore, then they've they pretty much just had Johnny Wrestling return to white babyface yeah. status. And it was shown his traditional logo, his winky face emoji logo, is back to the way it was. It had like a warped version when he was doing his heel thing, yeah. and went back to the normal version. So I, I, that was kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think his character was much more interesting that way. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't mind Johnny as a typical hero. He's just more boring in promo work because of it. Yep. Um, but good promo work from both guys. Then we had a tag team match, Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah versus Lacey Lane and Casey Catanzaro. Um, was, the crowd was excited to see Casey. I was excited to see Casey, but she didn't really do much of anything before, as usual, the MMA horsewomen, like they do for every women's match that has happened in NXT for weeks, yeah. showed up and beat the hell out of everybody. They are currently the Nia Jackson Tamina <laughs> of the NXT crowd. Yes. Just uh, so ruining everything just for no reason. And uh, Casey ended up getting choked out. So that was the most action that she got, was uh, <laughs> getting choked out to the Kirafuda clutch from Shayna Baszler. So Shayna continues her rampage. Okay, thanks. Um, next we had Matt Riddle versus Kona Reeves. I uh, haven't seen Kona Reeves in a while. Um, they Matt had a pretty Riddle. decent match, but... The story of this match was really the greatest match interruption of all time. <laughs> oh, this I did see. <laughs> Velveteen yeah. Dream at a random point in the match, uh, his theme music hit, and he is rolled out onto the entrance ramp in a silk couch, <laughs> a silk sofa, a love sofa of some kind, with a drinking from a chalice oh, with man. two female escorts with him. So good. And uh, just casually sipping from his chalice watching this match. And I just, yeah. I died laughing it's when I so thought good. it was the greatest match interruption so there's ever been uh, i was half expecting them to be feeding him grapes <laughs> yeah, while was, he watched it was so, the i love dream i love dream so good uh best so, character work probably <laughs> in the wwe right now so yes i would agree with that so kona reeves almost got a roll up in as a result of that distraction but ultimately riddle kicked out and then put uh reeves into the bro mission for the tap victory yeah. after the match riddle went up to confront dream uh dream gave a little sarcastic uh your winner matthew riddle and uh <laughs> Uh, Riddle came up, took his chalice. How dare uh, you? Drank How from, dare you? Drank from the chalice and then threw it across the stage, grabbed the mic, and told Dream, I'll see you in New York. So, yeah. yet again, there's not a single match in this takeover card I cannot wait for. Yeah. Matt Riddle's Riddle fucking Dream. awesome. I, I was Ooh. not the biggest Matt Riddle fan prior to this. Really, I'd only seen him wrestle maybe one time, I think. Mm. Um, and that was against Gulak, which is... A good match, not a great match, unless you're really into technical yeah. wrestling. If it's your cup of tea, it was uh, great. But if, if that's the case, it was style. amazing. But yeah, again, I I wasn't that into but being it. objective about it. But, you can view, you know, you can see the quality. Yeah, absolutely. Know? And then since then, I've just been blown away by what Matt Riddle's done, and I am really on board the Matt Riddle train. As much as I love velveteen dream mm -hmm. i wouldn't be opposed to matt riddle getting that title <laughs> yeah. um yeah we'll have to see uh i think that's gonna be a very very good match I mean, yeah again i feel that way about every takeover match it almost feels redundant to say it about any of them because yeah. they're all gonna be so and good. i appreciate that matt riddle has a body like me <laughs> where he's just really long and lanky but yes. he he controls everything so smoothly and so competently yeah it's, you you are intimidated yeah. by what he can do yeah and like in real life you're like Fuck, if he did that to me, I'd be fucked. Yeah, he seems like such a dopey stoner kid. Yeah. He can actually fuck you up. So. It, it's amazing. It I love it. And then the main event was the Dusty Classic Final, the winner to take on War Raiders at NXT TakeOver New York. So we had White Power Sanity. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> what I meant to say was... What I meant to say was... Accurate. <laughs> what I meant to say was we had the Forgotten Sons uh, against Ricochet and Aleister Black, or as we call them on this show, Blackishay. 
We um, forgot you. Very <laughs> uh, pretty good match. I don't think this was the best match of the tournament, which usually you would expect the final to be. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Forgotten Sons, which I have to make a conscious effort to call them at this point. <laughs> I think <laughs> we, they're a good. We tag literally team. call them White yeah, Power Sanity so frequently. I, I forget just, their names it, too. It, flow, it flows now. Yeah. Um, but I think they're a good tag team. But I just don't think that. I think there were other tag teams that were better than them in this tournament. I think Street Profits would have been a better match uh, yeah. here. I think Mustache Mountain would have been better here. I think European Union would have been better here. Um, but it was a good match. Um, solid. Uh, there was a really cool springboard Meteora spot from Alistair Black that I really enjoyed. That was probably my favorite spot. He's in the been match. doing that a lot lately. Yeah, you don't see like that from the men too often, but he's been doing it for the past yeah, month. Like, I think pretty he's consistently. the only. I think he's the only man awesome. that really does the meteor. Yeah. So it's pretty awesome and, too. Yeah, I is. love it. Yeah, and doing the springboard with it now was a new touch that uh, that really made it even cooler. Yeah. Um. So towards the end of this match, Jackson Riker uh, was getting involved. Um. Ref caught him ejected him and that was probably the biggest pop of the whole night on NXT when Jackson Riker got ejected and shortly after that that was the end of it for the Forgotten Sons without his distraction yep. um, so as usual with Blackishay's victories Black Mass into the 630 wins it mm-hmm. so it will be Blackishay versus the War Raiders for the NXT Tag Team Championships at NXT TakeOver New York which on on paper should be amazing it War be, Raiders yes. is amazing yes Alistair Black's amazing. Ricochet's yes. amazing. Notice I didn't say Blackishay's amazing. Yes. I just, I still don't I just don't like their tag team. I don't like their tag team either. I, but I get it because, you know, Ciampa's injured, so you couldn't do your DIY stuff, but it just kinda sucks. It feels like it's shoehorned into everything. Mm. As but, like a patch for a problem they couldn't really mm. predict. Yeah. Yeah, that very well could have messed up a lot of their NXT plans, and there's kind of these reverberating effects from that. Yeah. Um, but I do think in-ring product-wise, I mean, I don't like their incongruous gimmicks, and yeah. I don't think they work as a team, but in-ring, they're such talented performers That's, that I think that match yeah. is going to tear the house down anyway. 100%. Yeah. Um, so because the main event wasn't great, but it was okay, um, and because I loved Adam Cole and Johnny Wrestling's promo, and because Velveteen Dream is amazing, I gave the show an 8.0 overall. Very nice. So solid showing from NXT. Uh, NXT UK, we had, oh yeah, look at that, I believe, okay, so you watched two of these matches at least. Yeah. So huh? we did watch the opening match together, the Irish ace Jordan Devlin took on me, Dan yep. Maloney. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I put up a pretty good fight, I would say. Yeah. I mean, uh, I haven't been on TV in a while, yeah. and uh, you know, I was- and For an Irish guy, you sure do look like a Spaniard. I was looking pretty dark, uh, <laughs> you know, I was, I was just doing something different with my bu- hair at the Spray time. tan or something? Yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. you know, I just, I, I've been eating a lot of carrots and uh, <laughs> drinking my celery juice, <laughs> and uh, I just wanted to try something different with my hair. Oh, um, yeah, it, but, it looked uh, good. Yeah, it looked yeah, good. I thought so. Yeah. Uh, nah. So, uh, pretty solid match, um, once again. Again, this is one of the handful of guys that I say it. Never not enjoyed an Irish Ace match. Yep, pretty uh, good. Devlin is great. So uh, pretty typical. Ben Balor's prodigy there. Yes, Devlin pretty much took care of business though, won decisively for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sono cut a promo where <laughs> he came out and apologized from the bottom of his heart for the rolling elbow that he hit on Ashton Smith after their match the previous week. Uh, before saying, "Just kidding, he's a loser. He deserved it." Uh, <laughs> Nailed it. So typical, Got him. typical uh, heel stuff from Ono. Uh, I really enjoy. Oh his no, promos. wear pants. 
sense. I really enjoy his promos because he really just does sound like your douchey uncle just coming out <laughs> into the lawn and yelling at the kids in the driveway for yeah. their, using their skateboards. Uh, really love Ono. Um, so he did take some shots at Travis Banks, the Kiwi Buzzsaw, who uh, he had some words with the previous week. So obviously they're building a feud between those two guys that should be that should put on some good good matches at least. Yeah. Uh, we had a brief promo with Ginny visiting India on behalf of the NXT UK brand and boasting that Tony Storm did not do so. They sent Ginny, not Tony, even though Tony's the women's champion, so that existed. Okay. And then we had a match between Zaya Brookside and Rhea Ripley, which was your first uh, foray into Ripley-dom. Yep. Uh, pretty solid. Uh, really I will, solid. I will say if I have one complaint about Rhea, she has to expand her trash talk vocabulary because she says the word shut your mouth too many times. Like the first time she yeah. does it, it's I good. did enjoy her calling the like uh, audience times. peasants. peasants so. yes. that shut was, your mouth, peasants. That was excellent. Yeah, I found that hysterical, but then she said Hearing an Australian yeah. call, call a British audience peasants is very, yes. very heartwarming. But uh, she did say shut your mouth like three more times in that match, and then it was like yeah. it was getting too much. It's like you got to expand a little bit. But it's yeah. a very nitpicky thing. She's yeah, a, very she's nitpicky. a fantastic yeah. in-ring performer. She's a yep. fantastic character. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Yep. I mean, she's a powerhouse. I yep. mean, she brings something to the table I don't think anyone else on the roster does. I can't wait for her to get into the mix on the main roster. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, so good stuff. Uh, real looks huge uh she has always been jacked but she is just looking yeah. increasingly massive lately she looks like she's really a large middle yeah. linebacker <laughs> yeah she like uh, a heavy set middle linebacker. i'm pretty sure she could take either of us in a fight uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why i'm a sniper because <laughs> i'm skinny so you don't have to get close because i'm skinny and i fucking suck yeah. at anything grappling uh yeah, so i hide in a bush far yes. away where you can't see Smart me man. and i take you out Smart man. Uh, so uh, Zaya did put put up uh, a decent fight there at towards the end, but uh, Rhea Ripley hit the Riptide, which is one of my favorite finishers, and finished badass name by the way. Yes, yeah, just love Rhea Ripley. I'm so yep. I've been singing her praises since we started the show. Yeah, he has continued yeah. to sing the praises again. This is another thing and, I got to uh, credit Dan for. He's yeah. he was pushing Rhea quite. A lot. Annoyingly profusely. so. Annoyingly so. <laughs> and I, we finally got a match where I could actually sit down and watch it, and it was it was pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. She's great. I feel like uh, Zaya didn't really get much to do in this match, yeah. other than get her she ass beat. She took the beating. Uh, she took the beating. But it was fine, because yeah. Rhea was great. That was her role here. So, um, so there was a post-match promo that uh, we skipped through that I forgot happened. <laughs> okay. Uh, but basically, Rhea cut a promo saying, you know, she is the dominant woman in NXT UK. Doesn't matter. Probably Tony true. Storm beat her. Um, and then we got the debut of Piper Nevin, who is a talent um, that has a lot of buzz in the smart world in the internet wrestling community. Um, she is a plus size woman, which is uncommon on the current roster. So there's that. Um, she cut a promo basically saying, no, I'm going to be the dominant woman around here, Rhea, mm. and if there's anything you would like to do about it, let's let's see you do something about it. Interesting. So, uh, a feud between Rhea and Piper Nevin, um, I'm very, very interested in, so that should be, that should be a female version of a hoss fight right there. <laughs> so, that should be interesting. Uh, then we got a Walter video package, just recapping how dominant he's been in his time in NXT UK, yep. and Walter's awesome and can't wait for his match to take over. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Trent Seven cut a promo to 
challenge Joe Coffee, which will be the next week's main event. That I we wonder what'll have happen. No idea what we will totally there. didn't just watch didn't, that match like ten minutes after ago, our battery like, went like, out. Yeah, just just finished watching. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but that is going to happen in the future. Uh, also happening in the future, European Union will take on Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan. We have no idea what. Wow, will happen. that's that uh, could potentially be great. That was teased. In I this, wonder if we uh, should promo. watch it. I don't know. We'll we should say. probably watch it. <laughs> And then uh, Mark Andrews versus Noam Dar, um, a pretty fun match, took a dis- unfortunately disturbing and unfortunate turn. Um, there were dual leg injuries, legitimate leg injuries in wow. this match. Um, both of them Something you at could the same see? time. Uh, or it, did you find out after It was fact? odd. Uh, no, uh, I, did, I, I confirmed it after the fact. So I could see... I could see they both landed on their legs in awkward ways, and then they were clutching their legs, but it it didn't look like anything all that bad happened. Yeah. So I thought that it was a kayfabe deal, um, but then the doctors came out, and then I started to wonder, oh, wow. and then the stretchers came out, and then I and really I started to fuck. wonder, and then I went and did some research, and these are legitimate injuries. Wow. Um, so both guys were stretchered out legitimately that with sucks. severe leg injuries. Um, Noam Dar has actually just made his return a few weeks ago after taking like six to eight months off with a severe knee injury so he went right back to injured status which just sucks for him um it was really it was tough to watch it was a really really good match up to a certain point um until that happened but uh really huge bummer for both those guys And these are two excellent performers i've talked about how much i love mark andrews on the show before um noam dar is a guy that i've just really started to become high on so super bummer super bummer uh i hope hope both guys are uh healing up okay hopefully it's nothing too severe hopefully it's not like ligament damage hopefully it's just like a muscle tear or something mm-hmm. it's it's a lot easier to recover from a muscle tear than ligament damage mm-hmm. and you know i've had both mm-hmm. uh, and the one mistake and i'm sure a lot of wrestlers make this mistake i know professional athletes make this mistake all the time if you mess up a ligament severely mess it up tear it whatever the case may be um the biggest mistake you can possibly make is thinking that you're okay because it's functional again and you can use it and it feels like it should be okay but going against doctor's orders on timetables stick to the doctor's timetables on orders because it'll basically calcify around there become structurally (coughs) integral and you'll be able to move it and put weight on it and walk like normal run like normal but the moment you do anything excessive Mm. that's when it fails on you because it's still not fully recovered it's still not fully formed and restructured i know a lot of guys that do like knee replacements and stuff like that ligament replacements you know cadaver grafts whatever the case is they all make that same mistake unless somebody is there to explicitly tell them don't do it Mm. you know take it easy i know you want to rush back i i I know you, you you feel good you think it feels good it's working fine but just listen to the doctor don't overdo it because you will re-injure yourself if you don't go through the full physical recovery and full physical therapy. And I, I set myself back in, when I was in the army uh, for t- two of my injuries. You know, probably several weeks, if not a month, um, just because you know the doctor was like, "Well, uh, you know, you, you you're probably okay, but I recommend you don't overdo it." And of course, I want to get back to functioning because I was, you know, I had a lot of pride and I, you know, I want to be functional with my unit and. For anybody who's you know been in the combat arms, you 
you're you kind of feel like a shit bag if you can't function you know uh if you can't participate and be a fully functional member of the crew even even if nobody thinks that it feels that way you know it's just a self-inflicted thought process and i'm sure for a handful of people it's, it's probably representative of what they're thinking because they've never been injured and uh you know whether it's professional sports or you know uh, professional wrestling, um, you know, military service, police service, you know, any kind of job that requires a lot of physical uh, activity, you got to take it easy and listen to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Yeah, so really unfortunate. Uh, hopefully those guys are okay. Um, we'll just have to await word. Um, so the main segment was a contract signing between Walter and Pete Dunn for their match at NXT TakeOver uh, New York. Uh, pretty typical stuff. Pete Dunn said, I'm going to win. Walter said, I'm going to win. And that was pretty much it. Um, did get to see Walter speak for the first time yep. in NXT UK. Uh, I didn't even know if he spoke English or what, but he speaks very fluent English. Yep. Um, he did cut a pretty decent promo saying, you know, I everybody here knows I could put you through this table right now if I wanted to, <laughs> but I'm just going to go ahead and wait for NXT TakeOver New York when I'm going to take your title from you. Um, so pretty good promo work from both of them. It did show that you can do a contract signing without the typical violent brawl thing, which is always so predictable usually. (laughs) You can actually have a good contract signing segment without that, so it was nice to see them kind of swerve that way. And I just wrote in all caps, this match will rule, because this match will rule. Fingers crossed. Just like every match at TakeOver, I expect. Yep. Uh, So I gave gave NXT UK an eight and a half this week. Wow. Um, I really liked the contract signing. I really liked Rhea Ripley's match. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really, I liked uh, Devlin and me. Uh, we did well, I thought, uh, and all the promos were really good. I thought so. There just weren't a lot of weak spots of this. Nice. Um, and Mark Andrews and Noam Dar were turning the house down before the injuries. So yep. I got to give them credit for the effort they put up to that point. Okay, so two hundred five live. We opened with a match between the Lucha House Party, Drew Gulak <laughs> uh, versus Drew Gulak. Uh, the gentleman Jack Gallagher, who I'm always super excited to see, and Humberto Carrillo, who I'm also super excited to see always. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> this match was awesome. <laughs> and it's typical with 205 Live when they give a match room to breathe. This match was awesome. Uh, I, Lucha. I'm usually not a fan of six-man tag matches in general. I just think they're too busy, and it's too hard to get any momentum going between two guys. Yeah. You can't build the chemistry. That's true. And you're just switching in and out, and everybody's just suddenly yeah. fighting someone else. And yeah, I'm just not a fan of the format, but this was really good. This was really, really good. Uh, As usual, Humberto Carrillo, I've said this before too, every time he wrestles, he's just, he's fantastic. He's phenomenally talented. He's very young. Um, Aiden English has a huge man crush on him because he's just impossibly handsome. Um, This was just, this was, this was just great. I mean, I just, I I don't know what more to say about it. Um, There was some interesting interplay between Gulak and Humberto. So, uh, Carrillo and Gulak are kind of doing this thing where they're trying to take Humberto under their wing like a few weeks ago when Humberto was wrestling his match. Yeah. They, were, they were sitting in the back watching and they had uh, t-shirts with his face on them. Because <laughs> 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 they're just trying to kind of ad- adopt him as like groom him as one of their, you know, uh, successors, I guess, or something like that, just like awesome. a protege. Very um, nice. So Gulak was kind of playing the role of the mean coach in this where uh, <laughs> towards the end, uh, after a lot of good wrestling between Carrillo and the Lucha House Party, Carrillo got up to the top rope to go for a finish and drew gulag started yelling at him to get down from the top rope don't go up there we talked about that we talked about that and Humberto <laughs> got down and he's like i'm just trying to win just let me do my job just stay out of it he's like hey we talked about this you listen to me when i talk to you and then of course lucha house party rolled up carrillo and got the win because <laughs> gulag was distracting him so it was a pretty uh, fun uh, mean coach uh 
Very nice. Uh, talented young. This is why Gulak can't have nice things. <laughs> so that was fun stuff. Great match though. Fantastic. Awesome. Um, then we had a promo where Drake Maverick's tension with Mike Kanellis continued to grow. Obviously, um, they are not getting along. Kanellis is not happy with how he's being used, and Maverick is not happy with Kanellis' attitude. So we'll see if that's building towards something. Come at me, bro. Uh, we had Buddy Murphy cut a promo from his native Melbourne, Australia. Uh, just talking about Tony Nice, uh, you know, typical stuff. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I got that mixed up. That was a previous week. So this week he was in the ring talking about Tony Nese. Um, Nice did end up coming out and had enough of Buddy Murphy's trash talk, so they did have a pull-apart brawl, pretty typical WrestleMania build type stuff, championship yep. match type build. We're close. And then Almost in the there. main event, we had Arya Davari making his return to singles action. I believe that this is his first match back since he had an injury where he was working as a manager for a while while he came back from injury. Um, he went against Cedric Alexander, who we all know how good he is. Absolutely. Um, a very, very good match. Uh, Only Lorkin was watching at ringside. Hmm. Um, so it seems like they're going to be building a Cedric Alexander Oni Lorkin feud. Hmm. So Cedric was the one that eliminated Oni Lorkin from the Cruiserweight tournament when we were there. Yeah. Um, so Oni was kind of just, you know, scowling uh, from the <laughs> announce table. Menacingly. Uh, the announcers tried to get him to come put on a headset and participate, and he wouldn't do it. He was just sitting there scowling at Cedric. Uh, towards the end of the match, uh Oni's jacket was like, you know, laying near ringside and Cedric kind of like kicked it out of the way to set up a maneuver and Oni freaked the hell out. He's like, "That's my jacket. What are you doing touching my jacket? What are you doing?" And Cedric just kept looking over like, "It was in my way. What are you talking about? It's, it's a jacket." He's like, "Yeah, it's my jacket. It's my jacket." <laughs> it's just <laughs> so over the top and ridiculous. Uh, uh and of course the distraction caused Avari to be able to get the roll up pin nice, on Alexander nice. and get the victory. Classic right? And then like, afterwards, uh, Lorcan just continued to scream at Cedric <laughs> Alexander, Don't touch my jacket! That's my stuff! You never touch my jacket! Hey, bro! <laughs> back off! Back off the jacket, bro! <laughs> so it was hilarious, and Oni Lorcan did end up attacking Cedric Alexander and beating him up. So obviously nice. they're building a feud between those guys. Uh, so... For 205 Live, I gave it a 7.5. Wow. Um, After all that praise. Yeah, this, well... Again, it's just there are problems with building stories. Uh, you know, that is the problem with 205 Live. The in-ring yeah. product is, if we're just judging an in-ring product, 205 Live is going to be almost a 10 every week because yeah. their matches are just that good. I guess it's the um, downside of having an hour-long show with, you know, half the talent of yeah. NXT. I mean, yeah, you have to have these long matches, which ends up being really good yeah. for the in-ring product, but you end up not being able to tell stories all that great. Um, although I am surprised looking at this grade that I did rate it so low because I love the interplay between Gulak and Carrillo with the mean coach kind of dynamic. <laughs> um, and there wasn't anything I really disliked. Um, so yeah, that, that is kind of low. I'm going to bump it up. Yes. I'm going to bump that up to an eight and a half. It was a solid B plus. And again, nice. this is kind of like a reverse raw curve or 205 live. The wrestling is so freaking good every week that you kind of have to try not to be blown away by the wrestling every week, even though <laughs> yeah. you can. It's because so, otherwise so it would just be like by 10. This, by how great uh, it is. 205 live has its 90th straight 10. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're just doing that. Undefeated. So I'm trying to be critical and reserved. Sure. Uh, so I'm just going to say I don't understand the Drake Maverick Mike Canella storyline. Buddy Murphy's promo was good, not great, kind of predictable. Yep. The two matches that happened were fantastic, and yep. that gives it a B plus. Awesome. So all around, 
awesome weeks for wrestling. Uh, Raw probably excluded for one week or another, mm. based on whether you're asking Dan or I, because <laughs> uh, we seem to flip flop between it's Raw. True. Um, but we're not too far apart most of the time, yeah. uh, especially on SmackDown and NXT. Yeah. We seem to be right in line on those. Um, again, thank you for sticking with us. We apologize for the super long show, but we think there's a lot of content here for you to enjoy. And I think it was a fun show. Mm-hmm. I think we had a lot of awesome talking points, a lot of really important buildup for WrestleMania and uh, NXT TakeOver. Really important stuff, really great stuff. It's why we love wrestling. Um and sometimes why we hate wrestling. <laughs> what the fuck? How dare you disrespect Asuka? Asuka deserves better. I really hope she doesn't end up leaving because of how shitty she's been treated You know, as a character. I will never forgive you. And it, it sucks. It literally knocked down SmackDown three points for me. Mm-hmm. I would have gave it a 10. Mm. Because that's how good the match was. That's how good everything else was on the show. How great the emotional moments were. And that just threw a wrench into everything. Um but really, overall, a lot of great matches. I, I got my favorite match of the year so far with Tony Nese and uh, Cedric Alexander on 205 Live. Um, I gave my first 10 out of 10, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've given a 10 out of 10 yet. Uh, that was a 10 out of 10 for me. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just amazing. Uh, I'm going to start posting our scores for each show on our website, uh, on our probably our respective blogs, or maybe I'll just make a separate page for it. Time will tell. Uh, that way we can keep track of everything, and we can kind of go back real quick and see some quick notes uh, and write-ups on everything, just like we do with our Comics of the Week segment uh, for Hit the Books podcast. Again, if you like comic books, be sure to sh- check out our Hit the Books podcast. we got another episode coming out right before this episode, so uh, look forward to that. Again, that's more of a catch-up episode, so a lot of news on that episode. Um, we should be back on schedule. We're going to have a ton of content. Uh, we're going to record an episode right after NXT TakeOver with some friends, do a prediction show, uh, plus a review of uh, the week's you know SmackDown, NXT, Raw, all that stuff. Uh, and then right after that, we're giving you a WrestleMania and uh, the Fallout shows uh, review. So just a ton of content on the way. If you like the content, if you appreciate the content, please consider going to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash hit the books. Uh, again, it supports both shows and it really does help us out. Uh, if you don't wish to contribute, that's fine. Uh, leave us a nice comment. Uh, leave us some constructive criticism if you have some. Uh, give us a nice thumbs up on uh, YouTube, subscribe on YouTube. Again, that stuff all really helps us out and gets us out to uh, more people and helps us spread our wings a little bit more. Uh, we really do love you guys out there. Uh, for those of you who are listening and sticking around, we apologize for the, the slight gaps in time between episodes as we were recovering from being sick and catching up on work and catching up on editing and all that stuff. Uh, I know we said a lot, <laughs> especially as of late, um, but uh, we really do enjoy it. It really is a passion for us, and we appreciate you out there. Once again, you can check out our website, htbvids.com. You can check us out on Twitter, at htbvids, on Facebook, at facebook.com forward slash hitthebooks. You can email us at hitthebooksvids at gmail.com if you got any uh, questions, concerns, or topics for the show. Um, we'll be happy to read them out. You can always talk to us on the comments on YouTube. I, I try to respond uh, daily uh, for those who do write on there. Um, if you'd like any... Uh, you know, requested you know episodes or you know quick vids that we can make just let us know and i really want to thank you for uh sticking around on this very supersized mm. episode mm-hmm. of hit the mats podcast um and i really look forward to uh talking to you after nxt takeover mm-hmm. so until next time take care
Asuka deserves better. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Vince! Impotent! <laughs> Give me what I want! Give me what I want! Give me what I want! Give me what I want!